start to flood in and the weirdness begins as the nfl sucks money out of your pockets for things that really aren't that fun uh that media day thing uh the you know nfl's super bowl's opening night last night uh is um i don't know what fans get out of that i don't know what you you spend your 20 bucks they'll, they'll nickel and dime you for 20 bucks every turn but they hit you for 20 bucks to go sit at the footprint center and watch interviews you can't hear uh, unless the nfl network's doing them if the NFL, if Michael Irvin's doing the interview, they put it over the big speakers. Occasionally, they'll pop a, you know, something if somebody big is asking, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey a question, they'll be like, boom, hit. No. Other than that, it's, it's like watching crap. the, um, going live on Instagram or Facebook Live. Yeah. You just hear the responses to the questions. Yeah, you don't you really get to, all of it. You can figure out what they're asking, and then sometimes like, what? But packed it up. It was a good crowd last night, so everybody's all curious to see their, you know, your superstars, and if you were a, a fan of either team, you'd be down there and just watch these guys. But you can't get too close. It's an interesting concept to go in. So it's I, just a cattle call? Pretty just, much it's I mean, like anybody can go in for 20 bucks, and then all the players sit in little booths, and the media asks each individual player stuff, and then Michael Irvin goes around. Hey, brother, you got this going, right? You played f- Super Bowl? That's his question. That's Most of his questions sound exactly like, you was at the thing when you were, look, you you struggled the long time. Oklahoma, talk about that. What? <laughs> for the ring. Yeah, for the, you playing for the ring now. You got that going on. Tell me more. Tell, what's that like? No, talk about that. What? You heard it. I have no idea what you asked. No, give me the ball. And then that's why athletes always go, well, I'm just going to give 110% because they don't have to say, what the f*** are you saying? That you was in the Super Bowl, you won, lost it. You won one, lost one, you, you're back. So talk about that. I think you just said everything I need to say. I won one, I lost one, I'm back. What? But, and then, thanks, brother, thanks. The best part, the only good part I saw last night from the television broadcast, and Craig Gass was there last night. He's going to come back in with what he found. Uh, his dopey questions, but uh, uh, was Jalen Hurts uh, was being interviewed by uh, Michael Irvin, and he's, he's like, uh, "Well, you keep it up, brother. You keep doing doing what you're doing. You're all right, all right. All right so back to you guys." And he's throwing it back to the stage or back to the studio. And before he goes, "You almost said hurts me to tell you guys good luck because he hates the Eagles so much." <laughs> and he, right as he left, and then uh, Maurice Jones drew like, "Oh, we heard that, Michael. We heard that." Which was just every eagle he's taken. Yeah, good luck to you, Hammer. Good luck. I got a soft spot in my heart for Philadelphia, and I'm so. I'm, you guys have a good game. Okay, back to you. I hate you, mother. So much it hurts. Because <laughs> yeah, he was he was talking about how much he's got a soft spot for Philly and the Eagles <laughs> and all this, and then you hear him off just the second they said clear. He said he hated the Eagles. To the Eagles, which was great. That was the only moment I really enjoyed of the whole thing. But common question I could figure out hearing in the background was what was your first major purchase you know be, after, after you got in? your money 
That's becoming a, an annual and thing. about three quarters where I got my mama a car or a house. Right. I am already tired of the idea of uh, this being the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks playing each other. And brothers. Well, that's what, well, no, Brady, that's racist. I mean. The Kelseys are also playing. Yeah, but yes, I mean, I, mean, yeah, I, mean yeah. I expect that stuff from Brett, but let's not, <laughs> let's not go down. Yes, two brothers are quarterbacking. Yes, we understand. Not brothers, brothers. Brothers, are, well, brothers are quarterback. Brothers are. Brothers in arms. All right, enough. They're just, they're making a bit. This right, is why we can't do this gotcha. kind of garbage. <laughs> but yeah, they, they're like trying to make this huge thing out of that. And I'm like, if it's not such a big deal, let's not make it a big deal. I mean, I understand there's two black quarterbacks, but, you know, it's just two guys who worked as hard as anybody else to get there. And that's pretty impressive. And, and maybe, I understand why it's an honor for the, uh, the quarterbacks being the first. They're, they're, yeah, but they're the first just to play each other. Patrick Mahomes is in his third Super Bowl. And to be honest with you, I wasn't sure he was black. I, I didn't know Patrick Mahomes was, like, black. I know he's got, like, Kamala Harris black or black black. Like, Jalen Hurts is a black guy. So, not, not that it's, like, you know, varying degrees. But to me, it's just, you know, I guess I'm... 50%, you're in. Look, I guess that just makes me better than everyone else because I really don't care what color the quarterback is. If they're winning, I'm in. I don't see color. I mean, I've never once thought, well, it's the first time two black right guards have played against each other. Who cares? It's just to announce the NFL is trying to prevent that. This time they couldn't do it. Well, they've they've worked hard to make it a thing. And uh, the society has definitely said it's all. Look, Pittsburgh, which is one of the most racist cities uh, throughout the 60s and 70s and things like that, uh, when it came to uh, their athletes, um, had a guy named uh, Joe Gilliam. Who would have been? You'd have never heard of Terry Bradshaw. He was Terry Bradshaw was his backup for about two years because Gilliam was the man, and he was a black quarterback. And Pittsburgh embraced him. They were dying for this guy to win. Problem with Joe was could not lay off the crack and the coke and the, anything you put in front of him. That man loved to suck it up, drink it if it was in front of him, and he had a drug problem that kept him from, you know, staying steady with the team. Gilliam was going to be the very first. Like, he was going to be the, the, the glass ceiling buster in Pittsburgh. That team already was great, and they would have been amazing. Terry Bradshaw stunk for the first few years, and they wanted to ride him out on a rail and put Gilliam in there. But because of rails, Gilliam couldn't stay. So Terry got break after break because this dude was cocaine. So if your team's winning, I, I, you could be the clan and be fans of Atlanta and you know, if you're 13 and three, and looking at the you know, first seed of the playoffs, and you you don't care. Going with the winner, you just don't care, and that's the thing. I think people need to focus on that. People don't care about that anymore, and it might be an accomplishment to, you know, to say, okay, finally, it's all happened. That's great, but I deep down think the best message we can say is no one cares if your quarterback is black anymore, and that's the achievement. That's the big thing, is that no one really. No one in football who cares about the team is going to stop cheering for a quarterback that's black. You're just an asshole top to bottom. If, you're, if your team's winning, that's all that matters. And all of a sudden you can't, oh, we are black quarterbacks, so we can't win. It's like, that's not going to happen. So I think that's the best message. The most uniting thing is no one cares anymore. And that's important, too. But Michael Irvin cared. 
Uh, they got to make it a story. Of course, they have everything's a, everything's a, a story for you know societal woes and ills and everything else. Instead of just saying, "Isn't it great that no one cares about this anymore?" Can't we put that on the back shelf and just go, "Hey, first time two black quarterbacks ever faced each other, and no one cares." Isn't that the best part? That the rest of the the, the world is like, "Good, so what?" And that the "so what" part means something. When do the the glory pieces start uh, Sunday morning? The tear jerking eight hours of pregame show yeah. on the NFL Network. Eight, so it's starting hours. So if it starts at four, eight hours earlier than that is what ten? Yeah. I don't know. It's eight. Twelve, ten, eight would be it's eight, eight o'clock. Eight a.m. Holy cow! Sharp. Blech. That's an awful lot. You work. You watched you come up here a long time. You've been around. And I, I watched you talk about that. It's a pretty impressive, Michael Irvin interview. Um, yeah, I've long, 110 uh, percent. A lot to the. I love this team. I love God. We're, we're tired. Uh, we got to thank God. That's right. That's right. Good answer. <laughs> I guess I have no idea what you asked me. It's not that I can't understand words. Very you're adamant saying. about that. What about superstitions? Not about superstitions. I believe uh-huh. in God. Oh yeah, I know superstitions with God. You was out playing in there. I tell you. Bro, I saw that. You talk about that. I'd still rather listen to him than Shannon Sharp. I though. love Michael Irvin. Yeah. I find him hilarious. I think he just gets tripped up on his own ideas. And I think it's the laziest questioning habit uh, people have in sports media, and they think they're, they all think they're so clever with talk a, talk a little bit about because they don't know how to ask questions without getting yes or no answers from athletes because they learned that this idiot in front of you will take your words and twist them. So they thought they'd be clever and say the words talk a little bit about or talk about that. Instead of just having a general question that uh, is a, has a good answer at the end of it. I mean, if yes or no or one word answers, it's, it's somehow or another the athlete's fault. Talk a little bit about your journey. What do you think of gay marriage? <laughs> talk about that. Talk, talk about that. Talk a little bit about how when one man loves another man, he inserts his penis into him. Talk about that. Why? <laughs> Why would I do that? Just do me one more answer. Talk about it. Uh, well, guys sometimes love each other very much. Oh, that's right. Tell me more. I give 110%. Give 110%. Then where's he put it at the end? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's up to the bottom. That's right. Always ask at the bottom. Always. All right, back to you guys up there. Good luck to you, Philly. I did see something yesterday. That I feel responsible for. You might remember about a month ago, and I think I'm programming Channel 3's news. I'm almost positive about it. About a month ago, we were talking about like billboards going up about human trafficking, and like it's just a terrible tragedy. Start to... heavying up. And I started saying that can't be all of them. I know human trafficking is a, a terrible thing. Evidently, we lead the Southwest in one particular location of having that done, and the cops have asked me not to say where because. And it gets to be a curiosity. Where number but one? We're, we're, we have a we have a place where there are a lot of nabbings. And I had a police officer officer explain to me that they try to find a teenage girls uh, and drug them, uh, put them in precarious positions, photograph or video it, and then hold them uh, by saying, "We're going to show your mother what you've done." And then you know we're going to we will we'll hurt your families do this. So they kind of have this weird power over them immediately. So it's a terrible, terrible thing. But not all hookers are human trafficked. There are plenty of hookers, I made the claim, that are doing this because they want to, that are doing this and having a nice time, that are enjoying it. 
For the love of the sport. For the love of what they've chosen to do. You know, everybody's got a passion. And when you find your passion and you make it your job, uh, you know, you never work a day in your life. Yesterday downtown at the Footprint Center, I found it hysterical. Uh, and Channel 3 found these girls. There was about 13, 14 prostitutes protesting to decriminalize what they do and to tell everybody, we love this. We are having the time of our lives out here. One lady was a hooker and then uh, left to be a professor at ASU, and it wasn't paying, so she became a high school teacher, and it wasn't paying. She's like, I had a kid. One of them was disabled. I couldn't make ends meet, so sex work was my way out. It saved my life several times. I love taking D for cash. It's what feeds my family, and the only thing I'm afraid of are the cops getting me. And so this little tiny <laughs> this little tiny gaggle of girls got together and kind of unionized being hookers and saying it's not all when done right. One of them actually said it's not as bad as the news wants to make you think with the human trafficking and stuff. It's out there, but it isn't like a lot of us really like this. And that's kind of what I was saying a couple months ago. I'm like, all these hookers that are, they're not all trying to get out because it's as easy as going into Brett's room at 2 in the morning and the envelope's on the on the counter. Yeah. And he's like, all right, baby, let's get this going. This kind of action I want from you brought. And then she's like, I need help. Help me get out of this. That's all it would take. Because most people like Brett would be like, well, this is a boner killer. You don't want to do this for a living? No. And that's it. It's over. That's it. Like this, you know, we call the cops and do whatever, get her into a place. None of them do that. I've been to Vegas. They seem happy. They're making a fortune. They're wandering around. I don't know if they're, you know, all happy. But how many of us can say we're all happy at our jobs? It's not like we're all walking around sunshine and roses all day long with our gigs and then saying, you know, a tough day at the office applies to hookers, too. The one girl said, I uh, felt very safe as a sex worker. I felt protected. I made a ton of money. Uh, I needed to get out uh, and go to college, and it got me through college. I was getting out of an abusive marriage years later. I had young children. Uh, it got me away from him. It got me out of being under his thumb. Wow. Yeah, it's it's been it's a, the American dream. It's the American dream. I got, here, it's I got the some, savior. People, oh, you have the story. I got some soundtrack for you. Oh, oh. <laughs> is, this, is this for money? It's America, for God's sake. <laughs> These horses were talking how wonderful their lives have gotten thanks to sex work that they wouldn't be the same. Now, the one argued that human trafficking isn't as pervasive a problem as authorities are making it out to be. Uh, the trafficking hotline in 2021, there were 217 cases. You'd think there were thousands and thousands and thousands of abductions. In 2022, there are 193 cases that so actually went down. The vast majority of these things are sex trafficking. Advocates uh, point out the workers uh, are not all victims. Many of them do this. The one girl's done five and a half years behind bars. For sex work because they took her away from the kids and stuff. She popped right out. What do you think she's going to do to get back on her feet and help her kids? Got to do what you got to do. Cash money. Sell that beef. She lost her insurance. She lost all of her belongings. She's like, what did they think I was going to do? They let me out of jail. All right, that's enough of that. Now you go do something else. I'm like, you bet. A few days later, she's got insurance. She's got a place again. The kids are back. We're doing all right. Uh, but that's why she said sex workers' biggest fear is law enforcement, not bad clients. But when you hide from the police, sometimes you have to take shortcuts that make you uh, or put you in precarious positions. The people arguing against it say no one would do this willingly. Well, you wouldn't. Some chicks like it. 
There's, there's other options available for these poor ladies. Prostitution is not supposed to be what you do. No, it isn't. But but if you choose to do it, but, well, yeah, this then is it's America, your choice, for God's sake. Damn, damn it, Brent's right. <laughs> and I'm proud to be. That'll be three hundred dollars. I made a. And they're making more. I think that's what makes most the women who won't do it. I think it makes them mad. They look over and they see some deadbeat husband who bitches when she buys a pair of shoes. And these hookers are just rolling in dough. And they're not willing to sell their stuff. They're willing to pretend to sell their stuff because, you know, on a date, you're technically selling your stuff. <laughs> Transactions happen. Transactions occur every time the guy said two for 20 at Applebee's. And you're like, sure. And then you sleep with him. Guess what? He bought you uh, riblets. And sex. Then more transactions will happen. And you're still For not guaranteed even right. after the riblets. Look, there's an argument to be made that your five-figure ring versus his $120 ring was sort of payment. Right. Dudes are constantly buying stuff, and that's okay. But if he goes and buys, it just cuts out the middleman, and there's no exchange of, it's just here's the money for the stuff for you. You do whatever you want with it. Suddenly it's not prostitution. But I enjoyed watching that last night because I, th- I thought, you know, let's stop making hookers so bad. And the older I get, the more I realize I've never done it. But how many of my friends and stuff have? How many people that have run into like, oh, you've gotten hookers? Oh, yeah, I got hookers all the time. There were a couple people in this building, very prominent. They're, they're no longer here. Very prominent people in the building, the high-end management. That part of their trips to Vegas were like... They carved out some time for prostitutes. I thought that was awesome. It wasn't even people. It wasn't even Vegas. There's yeah. been times here that it I've was. witnessed. Yeah, <laughs> there's that's true. Other casinos. <laughs> that's true. And you always think that it's some seedy, terrible street guy with a knife in his pocket. It's going to knife her and carve his initials in her ass or something. And she's just doing this against her will. A lot of the times, it's a incredibly uh, normal dude. Hiring a hooker, like a, somebody you'd be surprised by. I'm no longer surprised. Prostitutes are uh, America's oldest profession, the world's oldest profession for a reason. But damn it all, ladies. There's, there's, you know, like any Don't throw a wet blanket on this. Yeah. The American way. Don't you throw a wet blanket on this because guess what? Your wife hasn't been happy at her job the whole time. It's not a uh, wet blanket. You make her work. I'm just saying like any business. You're like a pimp. You're no different. <laughs> you're going to work or you're not going to live here anymore. So you got to go find something she doesn't want to do, too. Not a wet blanket. What are you going to say about how bad prostitution is? After- From sea to oh, shining I'm not sea. saying how bad it is. From Detroit I can't hear you over all the patriotism, Brady. I can't, <laughs> I can't hear you over the massive amount of patriotism that just happened. Go on. Tell everybody how bad it is. It's tremendous. <laughs> You're just afraid of it. No, I was just pointing out that just like restaurants, there's there's le- levels. There's fast food. There's elegant sure. dining. Sure. And I think that's where people get. It's a variety, Brady. Yeah. It's a variety. And you, my friend, sample at the buffet of variety in your example. Absolutely. But the person <laughs> that's upset, like if you're looking for a quality steak, you're not going to get that at McDonald's. Let me put this in terms you'll understand it. Somebody's trying to take away everything that costs less than $100 a plate. That's just un-American. 
Yeah, and it's not right. Some of these places like serving low-level Cisco meats at a discount price. And some people like mopping it up with bread. Some dudes out there, I wonder how many crimes hookers have stopped by unloading some crazy dude's sack. And he was probably going to go out and just fire into a crowd if it wasn't for the moment that a hooker said, look, I got this. A couple hundred bucks, I'll be your girlfriend for an hour or two. And, and probably stopped a ton of crime. True patriots. True patriots. I never realized it until I talked to my friend who worked at a college, how many of the girls there are actually, you know, throwing a little sugar daddy action down. And uh, they're normal. Actually, some of them were beautiful. And they're like, look, they're, they, they, they pick their clients. Kind of like a hair salon. It takes all types. You got the Fremont Street ones, and right. then you got the ones that are sitting in the Aria. Yeah, there's and they're picking. They're going down. Absolutely. The, look, some work in volume, mm-hmm. and some work in uh, you know big money. Some are trying to churn and burn. Brady, your restaurant was probably a churn and burn. Let's turn these tables. Steak forty four, not so much. No. You can sit there for a couple hours. You can enjoy your table, and you pay for that. Not all hookers hate it. That was my point a couple months ago, and last night it was proven to be true by a protest in front of the Footprint Center of a bunch of hookers taking the night off, by the way, to basically tell the fans going into the NFL opening night, guys, it's not so bad. Some of us love this. And I, for one, admire them. Because it's it's more real than it is a girl who hammers a bunch of guys and gets stuff out of it and then breaks up with them over and over because she's not really in relationship. She's just there for the thing. I wonder how effective... It has been for, like, um, Amsterdam and, and uh, places that regulate it. Sure. The government. Because, you know, now that they're regulating it, they're getting the tax money. Whereas right now, it's got to be all under the sure. table for the most part. Yeah, you're not supposed they, to pay taxes on that. But if you're getting cash, you're an idiot to pay taxes all the way through. Anyway. But you get something. Yeah. You could at least write down occupation, whoer, and, and then they uh, pay, give them a pay few for bucks. their license. Sure. Look how much look how much tax the weeds brought in since exactly. they made that legal. Right. Yep. I support the hookers. I too support the hookers. And I think if you did kind of regulate it and made it so it's like, look, this, this is really no big deal. It's a victimless crime. It would probably pull back on the whole human trafficking thing. Because the human trafficking is basically like the illegal drug trade. Because there's dirty money to be had. Jail space. I mean, how many yeah. pro athletes have been Are with we- prostitutes, have... I mean, they're out there. They're everywhere. Come on. Are we turning you on this? Yeah. Thinking about this a little bit. You hate the topic because you don't want the world to well, have this in it. I think it's a, it's a vocation not for everyone. It's tough. <laughs> like, I, I certainly wouldn't want Kirby to take this up of a right. occupation. Of course but not. But I understand the points of it. I'm saying there might be a yes. smarter way of going about controlling it or uh, not just running it, regulating it. Right. Now. Is it different, though, if Kirby finds a guy who's like, she's not going to work, I'm going to give her things, and then they break like up. Like if she found... And she just got a bunch of presents from a guy. A sugar daddy. Right. Yeah. And they were dating. It's not different. It's just long-term hookering. It is. Again, i um not a huge fan of that necessarily <laughs> happening. Right. But if it did, and you don't have to pay for it, anything, it's You know, it gets idea. to the point where you, it's like, it's her life, right. so she's got to make her Look. chooses. There aren't a, it doesn't mean, see, this is where people, I think, where people, I'm going to say it like this, people like you, 
<laughs> get confused when someone says prostitution isn't so bad. Is that you think everybody's daughter's got to do it for a while. That's not true. Of course, you wouldn't be happy if Kirby took that sure. job. You wouldn't be happy if Kirby took a job as a stripper. Right. It's not a good thing, but it's totally legal, and she might. She's got time. Job She's got she time. could take. It's just the thing that, of course, your father's not going to be happy with certain choices you make with that. But people like you automatically assume when somebody says good things about prostitution that I'm talking about your daughter and everybody else's daughter, giving it a run for a few weeks, you know, like it's your senior year uh, paper. It's not so bad. Some hookers like it. I'm still never going to get one. But some hookers like it, and it's time we stop bashing all of them as if they're all victims, because they're not all victims. Some are volunteers. God damn it. And they're beautiful for this country. Now, they could have had a better looking group standing in front of Footbridge Center last night. I will say that. Should have had some better representatives out. Yeah. Because I remember watching that show on HBO. Those girls liked it. The one especially in Hawaii, where the tourists come and go. And that dude would, on the streets of Honolulu, these ladies just have it all. <laughs> like over there getting in. I made $14,000 this weekend. It's like, oh, yeah. The uh, whole Heidi Fleiss thing. I mean, that's you know, the upper level. Huge. I, I think that is, you know, the that's the pro leagues. Right. Well, there's, there's going to be better meats and cheeses to keep it in your area. Well, last night we had the Monday night representatives. So, that's I mean, it's not going to, you know. That's right. The good ones are still flying in well, from Vegas this. probably this week. The good ones were working. Yeah, that's true too, yeah. The 12 that could take the time off and fight. The Nathan Hales. The Patrick Henrys of prostitution. They could stand there and not take their money or D last night and fight for the other girls so they could go into hotel rooms at a reasonable rate. How many hotel beds you've slept in that were sloshed around by a prostitute and some Chinese businessman the night before? Countless. Every time you go to Vegas. Every time you yeah. go to Vegas, you're in a bed a hooker was in. It's not so bad. And your wife going to act like a hooker most of the time in Vegas. That's her job. God bless her, too. God bless the United States. God damn it. What a country. Thank you, prostitutes, for standing outside of Footprint Center last night and saying, love that D. Pay me and I'll prove it. Get the cops off my ass. Please. And now that's our new legalizer. That's it. And I'm for legalizing prostitution. I don't understand why it's a why it's a crime that has to have. Like that lady said, I had two kids. I had no way out. I don't want to go work some office job. She was trying. People were like, well, you could have gotten a regular job. She was a high school teacher. She couldn't make it work. So she started taking a little. She dabbled with some cash D on the corner. Yeah, I'll take a little cash over here. Next thing she knows, she's like, all right, this is where the money is. Kids had a better life. Everybody was doing well. She seemed to enjoy her work, and that's really all that matters in this life. Love your work. Find something you love to do. You'll never work a day in your life. And if it's bouncing on a D, then damn it all. (laughs) If I was a girl, that's all I'd do. I would have been a whore like my sister. Whore. She gave it away just to make my dad mad. She should have gotten paid. She probably did a couple of times. I'm pretty sure my sister took some money. Different type of transaction, but, you know, nah, I'm when pretty it comes sure down to straight it. Straight cash transaction. Dinner. I wasn't the riblets. No, and, I, think, uh, I think there was a, here you go, here's some cash. I think, I'm positive of it. <laughs> yeah. It was a, just, it would have infuriated my dad if she did it. Yeah. Most guys' sisters did something just to make their dads mad. 
But yeah. So Brady, don't wet blanket this dream to have prostitution legalized. It doesn't mean everybody's daughter's got to do it. You heard me. I'd rather have it regulated. Yes. Not regulated, legalized, all that. Whatever. Get them their sex tests. Get them all their Because you ain't going to stop it. You can't. It's impossible to stop. It's the free will of your thighs. I mean, it's wherever you want to put them. Wherever you want to open them up. Yeah, but these these, uh, women last night on the news were uh, not attractive. That was the worst part of the whole story. One of them was just gigantic. Actually, that one's not so bad. A couple of them were old. Which one, Jan? Uh, AZ family. A couple of them were old, which I was like, they've been at it for a long time. They had that one lady on... This is a uh, good town to be older. Oh, yeah, you get some... Uh, well, look, if, an, if a 70-year-old man's coming to town and he's got a 70-year-old hooker, a 30-year-old hooker, he's, and he's going to pay, and it's not... You don't have to be age-appropriate for that. Well, and then you got all the retirement... Yeah. 55-plus communities. Sure, you can make some money out Hub. I, and the funny thing is, is our hypocrisy towards it, because I saw a story on CBS Sunday morning about a woman who was 88 years old, and she was a prostitute up until about three years ago. And they're like, isn't that hilarious? I'm like, really? It's funny. To, why is it funny for mummy dust to throw that thing around? I was a prostitute back in the 1950s, and of course it lasted forever. Here they go. Chilo tells me she had a rough childhood. Oh, you guys still got the green one. Yeah, go ahead. I felt very safe there. I felt very protected, and I made the money I needed to get out and go to She looks like a normal lady. You'd live right next door to Brady. She kill it. I was getting out of an abusive marriage, and I had two young children. She says she was an adjunct professor at ASU, but that that job didn't pay the bills. She became a high school teacher. Still, she struggled. The cans on that redhead. What is her cost? (laughs) (laughs) And they were shouting shouting that at the NFL guys last night. Sex work is real work. rally outside Footprint Arena tonight telling similar stories. That's how I pay for college. That's how... That's a fella. Whoa. Graduated from college. When I got into sex work, I felt... They all look um, like girls next door. Not like oh, you're yeah. not like what the, not like what the news wants you to think hookers look like. Not as pervasive a problem as authorities make it out. According to the National Human Trafficking yeah, Hotline in Arizona, in 2021, there were 217 cases. That's nothing. I'd have went down there and supported them. I didn't know they were doing this. Yes. They should have called the local media radio outlets uh, whores. We'd have been down there in full, like broadcasting the live down. Yeah. with the whores. Handing out bumper stickers and T-shirts. Oh, yeah. Man. Man. KUPD for the whores. Damn right. That's right. I'm going to stop this human trafficking the other way by making it okay for uh, hookers to wander around. Anyway, yeah, she, just, she looks literally like your next-door neighbor. Yeah, you would never know, and she probably is. She probably is your next-door neighbor. It's those wide-eyed weirdos that are like, oh, my neighbors are swingers? <gasps> yeah, they're everywhere. It's a dirty little secret everybody's got. Everybody likes something weird. And I wasn't saying I wanted to do it. I was just making the point a couple months ago that I don't think all hookers hate it. I think a lot of them are really kind of doing it because they like it. I have a long-time friend that it, that's all of this two or three times a week. He's been married done that thing and he doesn't want to be in another relationship so it's two times a week and they go out there's no agenda none it's done and you can and you can switch it up if you get tired of one you can just it's like a a, like a hyundai get another one later well i spent all the money to go to hillstone or whatever (laughs) and then not wind up with anything at the end of the night thank you well thank you very much brett then you gotta start chasing forget it yeah a hooker doesn't even need the food part yeah Yeah. you don't even have to feed it
It's like a dog that loves you without dinner. Like somebody else is giving them the kibble. Like those stray cats that sometimes show up in your front yard and you you pet them, but you don't feed them because they'll stay. Yeah. Never feed them. It's key. And they leave when they're But he does. Never I mean, feed you know, he, basically it's it's a combination of arm candy and like, I want to go out to dinner. I want to take someone out to dinner. I call a girl out to dinner. Yep. Yeah, the escorts are great. They take lonely guys and dudes who are fed up with the game. And they go out and treat them, you know, like the way they wish they were treated. And it costs a couple bucks, but it's going to cost you either way. And then it's not a game. You can't piss them off. You can't piss the hooker off. She has to like you. That's gold. It's pathetic, but it's gold. I have a friend of mine who, when he turned 40, this was a while ago. So he turned 40, and he's like, uh, just, he'd been divorced. And he's like, if I'm not with somebody I like by the time I'm 40, I'm not trying. And th- th- this was probably 20 years ago now. And every uh, other Friday on payday, uh, he would take a little bit extra out. And uh, go hammer some broad over there at the bar. Get a date. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. John, imagine how many mass shootings we could avoid if we allowed hookers to de-stress the office weirdos. Totally agree. If, if it was a program in your health care, like we all go into that one guy's office and like, hey, it's Friday. Uh, Alicia's here. Are you interested? She's giving discounts to uh, employees of the week, we'll call it. HSA would cover that, too. Oh, sure. Man, it would be, be great. Covered on your HSA to get... Therapy? <laughs> yes. To get Sura, that lady to show oh, up. Oh, man. Hey, guess who won employee of the week again? Alicia's here. Oh, I can't believe I've worn her gun. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Don't question anything. Just pound away, and he'd be the most pleasant employee we've got. And then you start seeing one of the IT guys over there going, ha, 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 and he's about to snap and shoot up sales. Hey, look, your employee of the week. Uh, here's Alicia. Isn't that Paul's girlfriend? Oh, it used to be. And we just keep her in our, right now. Keep her in an office down here with a computer, and she can pretend she's doing accounting. Nobody's going to go in there and ask questions about accounting. And then she just hammers the office weirdo every once in a while, full of feet. Anyway, it's not as bad as it is. And Brady, your daughters don't have to do it. That blanket. There is a downside, you know. Oh, to fun? Go ahead. Tell us about it. There's no downside. Keep that in mind, ladies. You're going to do it either way. You're going to do it the traditional route where everybody's happy about it, or you're going to do it their way. And I admire those ladies. They're at least realistic with it. My God, the comment. Says, John, I was at the MGM last year about this time, and two of the most beautiful women I've ever seen came up to me while I was at a slot machine. I was trying to have fun. I would have never guessed they were hookers. They are hot. I have had this experience where I thought suddenly, uh, in this lighting, I must not be the face I see in the mirror because these ladies are coming on to me. One of them's name was Angel, and she gave me her card afterwards. She was the prettiest girl. She's like, I love this game. Are you having any luck? I'm like, no, nah, not really. Do you want some? Can you make the machine work, I said? No, you know what I mean. Oh. Do you like to party? I, I do. What does that mean? This one says if you give uh, the hookers a sex test, is that just checking to see if they're good at it, pass or fail, or give them grades like a hot girlfriend? Well, you can yelp them if you want. That's a good idea, too. Yeah, hooker Yelp. I like that. Everyone's doing OnlyFans now. If you're under 30, you probably are OnlyFans. What's the difference? That is not a huge leap to prostitution. Uh, Jelly Roll, who's having a huge kickoff to his yeah. career. His wife paid for his music career as a call girl. See, Brady? People like you want to stop Jelly Roll. And he's good. Sunday down at the NFL Experience, there were some hookers walking around, and they're young, and they looked happy. <laughs> Make it legal and tax that ass. That's right. That's what we need to do. In my America, that's what would happen. 
Someone did a survey at ASU about 10 years ago, John, and found that 80% of girls surveyed had turned to prostitution at some point in their college life. 80%! I bet a girl 100 bucks once, which was technically... Pre- That's Jelly Roll's wife. Yeah. I've seen the pictures of them. I didn't know she was a hooker. Assumed it. Yeah. But I didn't know that. And Jelly Roll's not doing better than that. She saw talent in Jelly Roll and said, tell you what, I'm going to bankroll this. And then we're both going to be happy. Man. First of all, I take offense at you accusing me of preventing someone named Jelly Roll. Not to be <laughs> I know. That's why I'm <laughs> saying we dare change your way. dare you. <laughs> now, if you, you, know, you, you always want to bring your daughter into this situation. If Kirby met a Jelly Roll kid and he's like got a voice of an angel and he's written some great songs, and she goes, I'm going to turn to prostitution to fund us for a little while. And then Jelly Roll happens. You'd kind of be like, I was against it, but I mean, it paid off. She knows better. What? She knows she doesn't have to do that. Why? Uh, Dad, will you pay for Jelly oh, Roll? Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's Whatever you want, honey. What Kirby wants, Kirby gets. Kirby wants to be a hooker. Oh. <laughs> You're going to just pay for everything. That's what she's going to do. I'll pay for everything. Then I don't have to be a hooker. You're a good daddy. That's right, Kirby Derbs. Kirby, you just learned a life lesson. Just threaten a prostitution <laughs> yep. and your dad will hand it over. Your dad's the real John. You, you don't here. want that, yeah. sugar. Yeah, here you go, baby. Same language would be used as if a pimp was paying a hooker. <laughs> here you go, sugar plum. I'll get arrested. She's my daughter. Oh, you're sick. You hand her all that money. He does it so I don't prostitute. He's so afraid. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've done. We've had, yeah, you're right. We've had it right in this in this industry. Plenty of people have been caught getting hand jobs at massage parlors. It's everywhere. Maybe we should dabble in it. I've never tried it. You ever been with one? No. Me neither. I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> yeah, I've been. Toledo's grandma was in a Barcelona. Yeah, it doesn't count. You just talk to her. A chicken dog. Your, your friends talked you into doing one, and you walked her into it. You weren't going to do it. I mean, technically, we've all been with one. I yeah, mean, that's it's, true. You know, we've I bet a girl, drinks and dinner and all that stuff. I bet a girl $100 that she couldn't, you know, get the job done in the car. You know I could. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. Oh, well, if there's anything in it for me. 100 bucks says you can't. All right. Hey, look who lost the bet. Here you go. <laughs> I feel good about yourself. So technically. So I slid 100 her way just to watch her cringe. <laughs> Hang on. You made the deal. She needed money. I took advantage of that. <laughs> so technically. I guess that's true. And I enjoyed it. And we did it again later for free. 50% off. It's a BOGO. <laughs> a BOGO. You got a BOGO? <laughs> I got a vaginal BOGO. <laughs> Great band name. Vaginal BOGO. Oh, write that down. That's a good one. Uh, it's 623. Let's get ourselves a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUP. Wake up! I'm excited about it. Uh, there you go. It's 647 uh, here in the morning sickness. And, uh, yeah, it's glorious. The weather's too good. It's going to be 80 degrees now. Friday, they're saying 80, which means it's going to be the, the, the perfect place to be while everybody's here. That sunset that's happening behind Brett's head looks like a painting right now. Sunrise, I'm sorry. Beautiful. Move your ugly mug out of the way. All right, Jesus. That for hours. Yeah, we are in paradise right now, and the sunrise is going to be perfect, and people are arriving. Welcome, knobs. Don't stay too long. We don't want you. 
Enjoy our time. Enjoy our restaurants. Drop off your money and get the hell out of here. By the way, there's 13 hookers downtown. They're loving every minute of this. One of the, they'll give you a deal. Their appointment books filled up last night. Oh, I bet. That was great advertising for them. Yeah. It was a smart marketing move in this week. Very smart to get your face on TV and go, hey, there's that hooker from the news. I'm going to nail that one. The redhead with the big cans. <laughs> um, just doesn't mean, all this is going on and stuff doesn't mean we should stop paying attention to the local sports angles right now. And uh, you heard it here first. Mark my words. My little handy dandy notebook, my, my insider. I'm telling you right now, the Cardinals organization is in pure turmoil, and no one knows it yet. After the Super Bowl, it'll probably pop. Brian Flores, who was the head coach of the Dolphins two years ago, and did a really good job with a team that was a mess. Started one and seven, ended up nine and seven, um, I think, or nine and yeah, they were like nine and seven or something like that. They were close. He ended up winning a ton of games at the end of the year. He gets canned, uh, and the Steelers picked him up after this debacle with the Giants that he had. And he was a, a quality control officer for the offense, and he had this weird little title just to be just to be in the building. He's a good influence, and everybody loved him. Uh, had an opportunity for the second time to interview for the head coaching job of the Arizona Cardinals and uh, said, I'm not even interested in talking to you, and took a job as a defensive coordinator, I think with the Redskins. I mean, oh, the R words. Geez, sorry, everybody. So Brian Flores doesn't want the job. Sean Payton didn't want the job. The Cardinals have this Sean Coogler, Steve Keim thing hanging over their heads that no one knows yet. And then if they manage to bury it with money, kudos to them. But right now, it does not look good. And uh, when when uh, the, to me, that screams that the word is out in the NFL circles, hey, that Cardinals job is about to be a huge problem. Uh, they're they're going to go through some stuff, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bidwells are on the chopping block because Michael is going to—he's trying to protect Steve Kime, who is the guilty party in this whole mess that happened back in November with the sexual assault in Mexico that Kugler says wasn't him. And uh, if guys like Brian Flores are not taking head coaching positions in wide open teams and taking coordinator positions instead, Eric Bieniemy of the Chiefs basically said, ah. If I do take another job, it'll be as the coordinator. Now, maybe he's not qualified enough to do it. Byron Leftwich, who fell out of favor as like the, the, you know, he had this big shining light on him a couple years ago as the next head coach in the NFL, uh, not interested. A lot of people have kind of said, no, thank you. The guy for the Bengals is going to interview. The defensive coordinator for the Bengals might show up here. Somebody will take the job, but it's like eighth guy on the list. And when people aren't taking a head coaching position in the NFL, and laterally moving to a defensive coordinator spot, something's going on. It's bad, and I think the Cardinals I mean, don't are you think mess. Even with Cliff, back in the day, it wasn't like coaches were jumping at that opportunity. I think that the was marquee coaches. Well, that was his. I've touched Patrick Mahomes. There was a there was a buzz about Cliff Kingsbury's air raid offense that was kind of like, hey, he's the next. He had the beard, just like Sean McVay. He had uh, this this crazy offense in college. Uh, he had coached Patrick Mahomes. Never won with him, but coached with Patrick Mahomes. And then, uh, you know, he kind of wanted that style of coaching. They, they were trying to be clever more than they were Good looking. They, well, they, yeah, they wanted to be the, the new hip team that was doing the right thing and plucking someone out of college and finding the next You're great right. superstar. Works for the Rams. Let's right. do this. There were a couple of young, you know, I mean, that, to a certain degree, the Browns had uh, Stefanski, and that was kind of the young, hip, cool ideas coach. And 
Kingsbury fit the mold on that as a coordinator, but never as a head coach. They took a chance. They swung. They swung and missed badly. And that was mainly because Steve Kime was one of the worst general managers in the history of the NFL. Period. Zero. Their ends. That's it. And so he made bad. He made bad decisions. Steve Wilkes will tell you he made bad decisions. Josh Rosen will tell you he made bad decisions. And somehow or another he kept his job. Uh, so this whole thing is a mess. It's much more than people know. And uh, unless the Cardinals pay their way out of it, I think it's gonna. I think it can start to dismantle what you know as the franchise. It's creepy. But the fact Brian Flores, who wanted a job badly, was like, no thank twice. The Cardinals like, come on. Come on down. Because he knew they were going to offer him the job. And he took a coordinator's job. Cardinals are in trouble. Something bad is happening down there. Something stinks in Arizona Cardinalville in a huge way. And the rest of the NFL evidently knows about it. Because nobody wants this job. Who in the world wouldn't want to live here? And, and you're starting from ground zero. I get a shot. You don't want to work for the Bidwells? You don't want yeah. to do any of this? Something's going on. Uh, also, uh, today, uh, a great news. for I'm wearing my shirt in honor today, Brady. Uh, Phoenix Suns' new owner will be approved and announced today, Matt Ishbia, who I'm so excited about. I did uh, see that Suns president Jason Rowley stepped down yesterday, and I've met him a couple times. He's a good dude and just kind of mixed up in the uh, garbage of the Sarver era. But he stepped down, and probably because Ishby is like, I got my own guy. I don't want to fire you. Walk away. And he stepped away and probably got a nice paycheck to do it. And, but Ishby gets announced today. Suns are in Brooklyn tonight. If all things fall the right way, because now Ishbia can make the move. Sarver's been blocking trades. There's no question in my mind. Sarver's been scorching the earth on his way out. It's official today. Would you, if you're Matt Ishbia, day one, sell the farm and get Kevin Durant? While you're in Brooklyn, you can get him on the plane tonight. After the game, it's the ninth change your the uniform. Final day. Change that uniform. I'm I'm with you. It's it's uh, huge. What would you ask? Is the ninth the final day? Is uh, that, it's Thursday. Be I think Thursday. Yes, yeah, so it's the, the ninth. Yeah, yeah. Thursday is the trade deadline. But think if you're Matt Ishbia, new owner of the Suns, you come in, you're gonna have to give up Aiton, probably Chris Paul, probably not necessarily, but probably Crowder. Uh, Crowder he ain't playing anyway. They're throwing Crowder in, and the Nets would be like, that's a zero sum. There's nothing there. Okay. You're giving up either Mikel Bridges or Cam Johnson. Probably Mikel Bridges. That's a lot. But what you're getting in return is the top Paul three, Booker, one of the top Durant. three, top three basketball players in all of the of the world. And you don't have that right now. Chris Paul. What do you think a, him and Booker would do together? That's the big question. Yeah. Is because now if you get rid of Chris Paul and everybody's well, he's 38 years old. You're gonna have to, you're gonna lose him at the end of the year anyway. The, the way this team is built right now, they're not winning anything. Stephen A. Smith said it yesterday. This team's got no chance. As it's currently built right now, it will not win a title. And he's not wrong. Do you throw Paul in the mix? Oh, Paul's in the mix. Paul is the only way this works. Yeah. He's gone. But if it doesn't work, Matt Ishbia's first move on his first day would be to ruin a team that went to the championship a couple of years ago. I agree, though. They're not going there this year. They're with, not. With their lineup. Yeah. This is, I watch them every day. Every day they're on. I, and I'm watching this team. And they the reason they're not what they should be this year is because they were all in on the Kevin Durant sweepstakes in the summer and lost. So they didn't go out and get anybody else. So they, they just kind of piecemealed the team back together with, you know, the Aiton deal they didn't want. Uh, Chris Paul's 38. His money expires next year. I think it's I think it's something you do. I, I love that Matt Ishbia owns this team. I absolutely love it. The dude, 42 years old, will be the youngest owner in basketball. 
I absolutely love that this guy's here. I think he's he's just one of those people that that finds ways to, whether it's crooked or otherwise, he finds ways to win. You think he's like the uh, the Steve Cohen with the Mets? Like, let's just go all in and just. I don't do know what if he's going to gonna spend. Like, I think he's smarter than that. The dude with the Mets is like, I'm going to buy a title yeah. and I'm going to pay every penny I've got for this. I don't know because he's so loaded, it doesn't hurt him. Ishby has got dough, but I think he's smarter than that. Booker comes back. I think one more game with and Aiton had some weird tweet yesterday where he was walking away. And like, what does this mean? Like, it, I think it happens. I think tonight's the night it happens, and I think you're gonna you're gonna see some fan favorites. I thought they'd roll it out. Yeah, maybe today. Uh, well, they're in Brooklyn. This is when trades happen on trade deadlines when the teams are together, and you know the Suns players can just stay right there. And uh, Durant and whatever you know throw in that they got for money balance will come with. But what, the, the Suns will give up four or five draft picks because they own five of their – they control five first-round picks, which is huge, and you can't do that. And they'll give up Aiton. I'd hate to see Bridges go, but I think Bridges, Paul Crowder, probably Sarich, or It'll be a 10-for-1, which is ridiculous. But then Kevin Durant comes here, and all of a sudden, there's a title contender who can keep up with uh, Joker – which can bang around with the the new Dallas Mavericks and Kyrie and Luca, and you got you got a Stone Cold Killer and Booker's back, who is also kind of a low tier MVP candidate. Not he's not in the upper echelon of that, but he could be. This is a good move. But Matt Ishbia will be announced as, officially as the Suns owner later today, and I think that's awesome. I think that is awesome. But there's a lot of pressure on that new owner your first day to look over and go, well, my first move is going to be to tear very beloved players from this team and move them. But I go back to what the great Cotton Fitzsimmons used to say, and he told Charles Barkley the day he signed Charles Barkley, walked him around the brand new America West Arena. The first thing he said to Charles Barkley was, you had absolutely nothing to do with this arena being built. Nothing. And Charles laughed. And then he looked up at the rafters. He goes, I want to see your name on there someday. I also want to trade you something. I want to trade every player on this roster at least once. And he's like, because that means we're moving. Things are still going. And then he laughed, and he did. Cotton ended up getting rid of almost all of them. When the Colangelo's moved people. It didn't work, but got him to a, a finals. Moved a lot. People forget. It's the same exact timeline when the Suns were in the finals in 93. Charles was gone in 95. That was it. Two years, that's what you get. And then the window closed. Suns window closed. It's not. This is not a championship team at all. Kevin Durant on the floor with Devin Booker. Got to do it in the next two years. Cam, you got to do it now. Like this is the year, and then next year you free agent your way. But I don't know if you're going to have anything left. I don't know who's going to be on the team. Is that the rumor though? I mean, is Durant a solid rumor, or is it just a, a, a pipe dream? It's a big. It's somewhat both. Okay. It's a very solid rumor and a pipe dream. The dangerous thing is, is that Matt Ishbia was talking to Steve Nash all last week. And the reason Steve Nash isn't the coach of the Nets anymore is because Kevin Durant didn't want him there. So if Steve Nash is something having to do with, like, here's the things you got to look out for, Ishbia might have just been testing the waters, like, what do I need to know about these guys? And it might have been about Kyrie at the time. It's a great move. The Suns could possibly be. They're the, number, they're the front runners along with uh, um, Toronto. The Raptors also want Durant. Especially with the Mavs picking up Kyrie. Oh, you got to do something oh, now or you're Immediately. Screwed. Yeah, yeah. So all the Super Bowl and, and golf talk all week, and then you, meanwhile you got the Cardinals imploding, quietly eroding from the center out. And uh, 
the son's over here with brand new ownership and that whole nightmare behind him. I'm very excited about it. Could be a great, could be a great day. I, for one, but again, keep in mind that I was really wrong about that. But so were all of us when it was the Aiton Luca draft. And I screamed out, please, 19 year old white European kid, seven foot black guy, you got to pick one? This is easy. All of us were wrong. And a few people emailed and said, oh, that Luca kid. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. If you're at school and everybody's lined up against the wall and you're like, Holmberg's a captain and Brett's a captain, Holmberg, you got first choice. And there's a seven-foot black guy standing against that wall. I choose DeAndre. Every single... I'd do it again today. It just seems like that would be the proper thing to do. I was really wrong. I chose Todd Merrill in a basketball game once. Six-foot, four-inch, 250-pound black guy. I took him with me to my weekly basketball game. College athlete. Yeah, oh, yeah. ASU college athlete. Told me all about his athletic. I did this. I... I uh, was great. Like, that's incredible. You want to play basketball with us? We play every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, I'll come with you. Todd came down, and I watched him dribble with both hands, and I'm like, Todd, hilarious. <laughs> so funny. And then he shot, like, this shot-put shot practicing, and I'm like, Todd, you're taking it too far. Anyway, time to pick teams. I'll take Todd, please. Todd was like if a magic person brought a teddy bear to life and threw a ball at it. And his stupid hands didn't work, and his legs didn't work. He's the least athletic black man on a basketball court I have ever seen. Ever. A guy could have gotten up out of a wheelchair for the first time after some sort of hallelujah miracle and beat Todd one-on-one that day. He was the worst basketball player I've ever seen. Occasionally, my bigotry is wrong. But I will judge that book by its cover every time. The tallest black guy... Available to you is the guy you pick in basketball. Sorry. Do it. Sometimes you'll miss. But now I'm looking at, uh, you know, the Kevin Durant thing. You got to get rid of Aiton. You got to get rid of all these guys just to kind of counter the Luka thing. Aiton's gone. It's got to be. Well, the Nets didn't want him back in the summer. That's what held up the trade. The Suns were like, Aiton was the crown jewel of the deal. Now, like, we want Booker. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. The only guy on that team you're not trading is Devin Booker. That's it. He's the only one who's off limits. So Crowder at this point is just a throw-in. Crowder didn't do himself any favors sitting out, and he hasn't played, so nobody knows what he's going to bring you. He's on the nets. I don't know what to expect with that team. I have no idea. But he would definitely fit in. He's a good player. Just that whole thing with the Suns got weird. How long has KD signed for? He's got a couple years to go. Oh, okay. Expensive, it's going to cost you 11 guys. So your, your whole roster goes for him. It's crazy, but I'm excited about it. We'll see. But will he do it? Will that be his first move? Because if it backfires, his first move is legendary. It's a huge boner for his entire, you know, brand new ownership. If Kevin Durant comes here. And I, the worst thing that could happen is you give all this up and Kevin Durant tweaks his ankle. And the next thing you know, you're you're down to Bismarck Biombo and Dario Saric down there and you're done. Tank. But again, you know, you make that deal, and if it doesn't work... Oh, you're, 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 you're toast. Well... You look like an idiot. Yeah, but it's not going anywhere. Either. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you create a toxic work environment, that's the only way you, yeah. you're done. I don't think HB is going to pants anybody like no. Sarver used to. We'll see. But you got to start somewhere, right? It's, it's Shake things up. you got to show up and say this is all different. And the new, you know, 
the president, uh, Jason Rowley, who everybody liked, he's gone. So uh, This guy says, with every candidate that passes this Cardinals job, I believe that theory you have more and more. Bidwell has given the impression over the years he's willing to do anything to help his buddies. Wouldn't surprise me that this is a big cover-up with the Kime Kugler situation, and he is scrambling. What an S show. Two weeks to go, I bet you we hear about it. I think that's exactly right. And then we're helping lives. Watching those Grammys the other night, Lizzo is all about, you know, everybody's saying this. John, I used your logic. My wife and daughter kept saying the phrase, Lizzo is so fire. She's so beautiful while watching the Grammys. I listened to it until I couldn't listen anymore. So I used your logic. Waited for my daughter to get up, and I'm like, you know what? She is beautiful. And when she got back down to the couch, I said, you look a little bit like her. You remind me of Lizzo. And I looked at my wife and I said, you're as gorgeous as Lizzo also. They both freaked out. I walked out on the mic drop. (laughs) I have spoken, James. That's right. Every time your wife tries that nonsense, it's a test for you. Caitlyn Jenner's gorgeous. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you said that because I've always wanted to tell you how much I think you look like her. And then watch how gorgeous she actually thinks Caitlyn Jenner is. Lizzo is beautiful. You know, I'm so happy you said that because you look just like her. I hate you. What are you saying? They'd get furious. It's a test for you. No woman wants to look like Lizzo. Except for the ones who already do. Yeah. They're happy because they're like, oh, good, I don't have to try. Somebody famous is fat and everybody likes it. And then Harry Styles is in trouble. And I didn't even catch this. When he gave his speech uh, at his acceptance for the Grammy for uh, Album of the Year, he said, this doesn't happen to people like me. This is great. Which I took as a moment of humility. Twitter took it as uh, a white guy not recognizing his privilege. And he said, oh. oh, that's all that happens to guys like you're a white pop star. It's it's a show built for you. And meanwhile, Beyonce is the most awarded woman in, in all of the Grammy history. A- awarded performer. But somewhere or another, Harry Styles can't have a, hum- uh, a humble moment of saying, I I come from nothing. From I England. can't believe this is happening to me. Uh, it doesn't happen to guys like me. And he just that's because he thinks of himself... That's just a Joe Schmo. I thought it was a nice moment. Nope, you can't have those anymore. You can't have a humble moment because people will just take it as you rubbing in the face. Well, it's just I'm white and everything good happens to me because of it. <laughs> Terrible. They were just horrible to him on Twitter. Can't somebody have a, a moment like that? I feel that way about this job. Like, yeah, this is great. I can't believe this happened, you know? 22 years on the radio. It's like, it's not because I'm white. I mean, that's why I got hired, but it's not because I'm white. I had to, I had to do it for 22 years. I mean, Harry might have gotten a foot in the door because he's a handsome white guy. I'll never know what that's like, and I'm not blaming Harry for being too good looking for people not to go, give this kid a job. And he spun off of 1D. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He spun off of several Ds probably, but yeah. the band you're talking about is one dimension. But then he popped in and he actually he actually made an album that people love. He had to do the work. So maybe he did get his foot in the door because he's great looking. That seems to be a catalyst for a lot of job getting. On his way to an EGOT. And, yeah, he's maybe got, he's, he's got, got, got a Oscars. good potential. Yeah. Look, I've always known the entertainment field to be something that uh, they, they look for pleasantly uh, aesthetic human beings. Like people who look good are the first ones who go, we can make something out of this one. And then Lizzo shows up. And then Lizzo shows up and smashes up the party like a Chinese balloon. (laughs) Bitch, 
for not laughing. That's basically what she says in every acceptance. Which, Thanks for not laughing. Keep it positive. Yeah, she's just gigantic. And tell your yeah when they when they start saying that kind of stuff, just like this guy did. Look at your wife and go. I'm so happy you said that because I didn't want to say it to you. I didn't know how you'd take it, but. Every time you get up, I see you walk away. I think of Lizzo. You look just like her. You're built like her. You're beautiful like Lizzo. She will be furious, and suddenly her woke world will end. Okay. Her woke world will end. You remind me so much of Lizzo. Valentine's Day coming up. Try that. Raise a glass of wine and just go, so glad that you are clearly emulating Lizzo's lifestyle tonight with this body and these outfits. You look brave. You're so brave. You're so brave. (laughs) I can't wait to peel off all of this. What is it? You look like a a big Jiffy Pop just finished. (laughs) Your giant tinfoil. What are you, the space station? This beautiful dress. Yeah, try it tonight and uh, it'll work. Then your wife will shut up about giant people and ugly people being attractive. Poor guy. Uh, Brady, you said you nearly killed your family last night. Coming, home. you had to drive to Globe for another girl's Not nearly kill. you said in, in danger. That's nearly killing. <laughs> danger. It's a near miss. It you, was a near miss. That was just a hit. The uh, you said initially, I believe Brett, you can back me up yes. on this. Uh, almost uh, took out the whole family last night. And ended the entire family on the way home. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All the way to Globe. Watch some girls basketball. Hour and um, ten minutes to glow. Uh, boiling internally yeah. and not admitting it. The most dangerous thing a man in your position can do. High blood pressure, uh, rose-colored glasses. All those things, yeah, all those yeah. things are, are working a little bit. Eventually, this girls basketball thing is going to kill Pop Pop. Because uh, no. you're pushing down all of this rage and anger. I'm telling you, you're, gonna, you're about to tell a story that proves my point. You, everything's fine. I watched you on the golf course last last week. Lose your mind, and I blame girls basketball for that. I've never seen this you before, and it's all this driving around to watch girls beat up Indians. It's terrible. <laughs> you need to take a day off. Tell us your story. Prove my point. Sorry. <laughs> Added to the lovely globe. What you know? That high school was built 1933. Lovely. <laughs> no, Amazing history, history yeah. John. Yeah. <laughs> you read the plaque outside. And uh, the keep one it on the going. Outside. Nothing yeah. else so, to do. So uh-huh. the, the the Gilbert Christian Knights won the game. Hey, good for them. Fourteen to nine. Uh, Fifty-two to thirty-eight. Hey, they're putting up some points. I watched some boys' high school basketball on ESPN because they tell it. What a show that was! Junks everywhere. I'm like WNBA is awful. Times ten now. Go ahead, Brady. Well, this was an impressive start because uh, the Globe. Uh, forget their Trotters. Uh, Tigers. No, oh. I think they're. They yeah, blew it, pretty they sure blew the it by not being the Globe Trotters. Anyway, um, right off the bat, they're just the natives were making it rain threes, yeah. doing the dance. Great shots. I mean, right up twelve to two, right off the bat. Oh, they jumped them early. Yeah, and that was a nice little comeback. Good battle. So on the way home, we do stop. I'm like, do you want the full Globe experience, Kirby? Let's uh, we'll we'll get a little dinner at Globe. Man, you it were was actually a Miami. Glutton. Love food. So it's good. Little Mexican it's in the place. taste of those two. It was, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yep. you're where the Walmart through is. Pretty quick. The Walmart and the subway. Yeah, I went past the Walmart. Yeah. Anyway, we get done, so we're on the way home, and it's just before uh, we pass the Renaissance. Okay, you're in Gold Canyon. Gold Canyon, and you're still in that two lane. Well, I'm trying to get over. 
Right. Got to get home. Yep. And uh, it's a classic example. The one guy will not let you in. Once you get to that spot, he guns it so you can't get over. Right. So we stop at one of the lights at uh, and go forward again. I get a shot there. And now he slows up even more because I get so you're behind gonna slow him. down, too. I slow down. Right. I get behind him because he's in the lane. That's right. Maybe, and he slows down even more. And then the car before. So I oh, go around. And then there's enough gap over there, so boom. You gas it. Gas it. Get in front of Hit it. it. He gases it. Oh, now you're racing. Oh, yeah, and I'm trying to what kind of cars go he got over going? there, trying to inch over, inch over there. I shoot the gap. He basically has to swerve over it and nice. let me over. Nice. Gone. Rubbing and racing. Gone. Now here he goes. He's, oh, he's on after me. You. Yeah. All right. 95. Oh, my God. Wow, you got intimidation into speeding? Danny. Slow the car down a little bit. No way, Kerber Derbs. This mother is going to learn how to drive. I'm like, man, this guy's, uh, you know, maybe he got fired. Sure. Terrible juggler at the Renaissance Festival. I don't know. I don't know. I hope he's listening. I hope you guys get into another. I didn't think the uh, car could go, but uh, so then. Oh, it was a cruddy car. Yeah. You thought it was I a, pushed it. I thought I'd push it a little bit. See if, yeah, he, see if you can overheat it. Maybe he wouldn't do this. Overheat his Yaris. But he was, uh, yeah, he was pushing it. Um, so then I get off the exit, and he cuts over all the way to the to get off with get you. off with me. Oh, you're you're gonna get shot. Right. I, get, I get the green light at the Signal Butte, and that's where Dukes of Hazard got got air over the. I just went back onto the freeway. Oh, no kidding. You jumped back on, but it was—it was just the road mounds. It's straight. You can go straight on. Sure, that, but you you're don't not really supposed see to. Um, That's no, why there's can. a curb in the middle. There wasn't a curb. Well, what did you jump then? The road was uh, mounded. It wasn't curb. Little, he hit it so fast. Well, that's that, what yeah, I'm saying. They don't yeah. put those mounds in there for people going that's straight. That's for drainage on the water. <laughs> Isn't it? It's for, because they assume this. everybody knows not to gun it over the top of this. That's why there's a big bump in the middle so, of the street. Bo and Luke and Kirby. <laughs> Caught a little air. Wow. And you, and you evaded the Yeah, and he turned off. But he was the whole time. Kill you. And, yeah. And now... You know, you're thinking that, oh, jeez. You could but, have you killed. Your remorse kicked in. That's I'm awesome. sorry, family. Oh, I don't know what I was doing. What could you have done differently? Uh, Could have been maybe a little more patient, but I don't think. Could have just slowed know, down, let that guy go. Right or talking, either way. Well, no, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. He, he When you slowed down, he, like, he had it out for you from jump. Yeah. Okay. But we're talking Gold Canyon to Signal Butte. That's like. Ten miles. Yeah, you guys were you guys were floating a fight for quite <laughs> a, a while. It was a good clip. Yeah. And keep in mind, Brady's got a gut full of globe Mexican food, so this is not. He's about to shark out. He's in the pinching that navigator. Oh, yeah. and it's pinching back. Nature's calling. Yeah. I want to get home. Yeah. Have you ever tried? Have you ever tried to hold YooHoo in your nostrils? Because that's basically what Brady was doing. <laughs> So you got out of it. No gunplay. No way. No, 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 no words. Going through my mind. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm like, you never know. I mean, this guy, sure. once he started going, I mean, I'm like, Kirby, this is, uh, you know, if it wasn't for your mother, I wouldn't be driving like this. You know, I was trying to blame it all on her. <laughs> right. on yeah. I'm trying to get her shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you, now you're saying you has got a healthy insurance how... policy, and uh, I'm trying to <laughs> egg somebody on to, then I get a bunch of sympathy poon. If Well, anyway, it's a long story, but just strap them up. And got home, you, I'm like, that's how you get back from Globe, isn't it? You guys have a fun ride. Did the uh, were you getting ear beaten the entire time in the car too? Was 
Uh, a was little Ronnie bit. in on this? Well, she knew. Was she uh, doing a lot of hillbilly? Get him, get him! Or was well, there? Well, a... she's like, you know, she mentioned she goes, "You weren't um, tailgating." I'm like, right. Well, I'm just encouraging him to. Eat. If you're in this lane, you were riding his ass. Yeah, you were riding his ass pretty good to let him. Know. Not the first time. Second you hit those two. brights. No, I never you didn't did click that. him. All right. No. All right, and maybe great. that's probably the uh, the etiquette to flash some brights. No, to get just so I didn't do that. No. I wasn't. Just if you're up a guy's ass and you're flashing brights, it's yeah. going to cause trouble. But the other people, you know, in the past, usually when you get up on someone, like if someone comes up on me mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm feel like I'm doing a good clip, yeah, I get over and let them no, get by. Past you, right? If you're in that, if you're in the driving lane, yeah, you don't get you let people go by. Plenty of people don't do that. Let it be a lesson, to all of you, even Brady. Can be in a Donnybrook on the street. And it ended. I would have loved to have had you had a Walmart moment like John did. Oh, Those just bounce him off the front of the car. Bounce him off the front of his car. That wasn't even the guy I was mad at. the F up! It was his wife that was yelling at me. <laughs> oh, that's right. And the guy got out and he grabbed my shoulders and I bounced him off the front of his car. It was great. Don't touch me. But uh, yeah, that's very nice, you Brady. Very well done. And you make it seem like the family sat quietly, but I have a feeling Ronnie was either yelling for Kirby this to quietly. Continue. It was what? What are you doing? You know, uh, oh jeez, this down. guy's mad now. We're in the car. Will you stop, yeah. please? A lot of that going on. You care about us of, at all, or you didn't hear any of it? No, she wasn't saying that. What was she saying? <laughs> she was saying no well, wife is going to sit there quiet. No, I'm not saying after. During the car chase, slow the F down. I guarantee you, she was beating you up. No, I just said put your helmets on. <laughs> right. You got bruises. We're on riding your through the gates of hell. <laughs> she didn't want that one time. Go, you're acting like an asshole. Slow down. I didn't hear that. If she did say, <laughs> and you didn't hear her saying, "You're doing great, honey." So she didn't exist for. No, the... she wasn't encouraging. No. Well, what was she saying? I don't recall anything. <laughs> Went Reagan on her. No, she's I just worried. Know. I don't remember. But you're going a little fast. I don't. Boy, this was... guy's still on you. And Kirby uh, did describe. He's got some ballistic vest on. Or yeah, that's. She was like, "What? Your memories are poorly written." Because there's okay. no way Ronnie went was saying like video game things. This guy sure is coming up fast. She was there. I want to know from Ronnie. Let's what just. Was um, well, she was. I'm focusing on the road right. and um, how to handle this rather than um, right. concerning. Myself and what they're saying. That's right. Never concern yourself with what a wife has to say. And <laughs> I got to keep them safe. And that's great advice to everybody. Right. Unless, unless, it's wow. something, unless it's something they can throw safe. in. You were going 100 hey, miles an hour in a chase. Fight. Now, that I, I respect because Lisa does that too. And I'm like, listen, you're not helping the situation right now. <laughs> unless uh, you're helping the situation. I'm not going to dis- disagree that it's fun to road rage, but let's not say you were trying to keep them safe in your 100 mile an hour, 10 mile romp. I, but I wasn't raging. Really? You're no, doing I was You're away. going a hundred miles an hour. I'm like, wow, this guy's really worked up. Right. And I'm but being. Brady, you have to admit, you were also worked up, or you wouldn't have just gone, well, let him go, because I'll go 55. Yeah. And well, if he slows I got down around again. him. I thought he'd be gone. <laughs> right, because you were going a hundred, and you were in the battle with him. He's probably thinking, this, this guy's an asshole. He's losing his mind trying to get around me. And then the two of you were doing it. You weren't some innocent bystander, and it no, is, I it, wasn't innocent. Bystander. It is it is great advice to say when you put your family in peril, not to listen to them at all. It's time for you to focus, and then try to convince yourself you're keeping them safe. I do it all the time. I rage constantly. There was a moment where all of a sudden I see um, uh, lights. There's a cop car yeah. off in the distance, about two yeah. miles out. 
like maybe someone I thought, oh, maybe someone called erratic driving because other people noticed that. That's you why two I got off the road. Idiots. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing you there? Raging. So she said, what are you doing? I'm getting off. You were raging. I'm gonna calm down. Yeah. You were raging. Instead, so much he so. Jumped three school buses. You went deaf to, I guarantee you, a chorus of complaints coming out of that passenger seat. No, because I would open the door. <laughs> you, I guarantee door, you, you there's a chorus of complaints. Completely deaf to all the rage that lives inside you from all these drives to reservations to watch girls basketball. And I don't blame you. John Brady doesn't carry a gun or no tactical black. Please give him a smack for the rest <laughs> right. of us. It's a dumb move. You were dumb. But I understand it. I do it a lot. I rage constantly on the road. I can't help myself. I'm a road rager. But the first key to knowing that, Brady, is the second you're over 90 with another guy, it's not his fault. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's your fault. It's not embarrassing. It's, it's human nature to be fired up. You've got two tons of moving metal you feel a little empowered by. Uh, you shouldn't, but you do. And then some guy's out there toying with you. And I got by him, and I thought, good day, sir. That's I'm right. going to roll. But bottom line is, you were raging. The second you go 90, it's no longer that guy's fault at all. Hilarious, but your fault 100%. And no longer are you keeping your family safe. You put them in peril. Hilarious. <laughs> That's yeah. embarrassing. What's embarrassing about it? We've all done Why are you embarrassed? Yeah. Don't be embarrassed. You enjoyed it. You're telling the story with pure I joy. Feel, I feel I'm above that. You're not. But I'm not. You're not. You're clearly not. I watched it on the golf course last Thursday when you lost your mind like a child. <laughs> and then evidently it carried over to your driver. It's a fact. And who is this guy? I don't know. Anger problem. It's Brett, man. He's rubbing off. No, it's, I know what He's it like is. Brats. I know exactly what it is. You drive me to four girls basketball games within a five-mile radius, and I'm going to start losing my cool every once in a while. If my free time's being absorbed by girls basketball, uh, I, I don't love anything that much. Last game Thursday. You drive, I know. So, last home game. <laughs> last four games, you've put in enough miles to do my road Yeah, trip. exactly. Yeah. You're Toledo oh, now. Oh. And we've all been waiting for him to lose it. And maybe that's what I'm saying. Oh, my God, I'm Toledo yeah, now. And that's enough to make a man drive off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that was Toledo's dad and you were running from your own thoughts. <laughs> the two of you going 100. But, yeah, once you get over 90 on a two-lane road trying to pass another guy who's also going 90, he is no longer the problem you are. Yeah, that wasn't the two-laner. When it opened up. It doesn't matter. You can make yeah. excuses all you want. The second you hit 90 with a guy going <laughs> 90 next to you, it's your fault. Yeah, because you hit the 60 like three yeah. or four miles before Signal Butte. Yeah. So you had plenty of time with the two lanes there, yeah. right? Um, no, it was right when it was separating. Probably about uh, a mile before it then opened up. It just doesn't feel like that long because you were going so fast. Right. It's over but you, were, you were going. You probably did four miles of dickhead driving before yeah, you got yeah, to wide right. open freeway. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Good for you, brother. And you know what? Shut up, Ronnie. You guys are safe. Everything's fine. The kid knew what he was doing. And if it becomes a problem, he might want to start barking at it. But I guarantee you, Ronnie had uh, no woman's going to sit in the passenger seat. I wouldn't have sat in the passenger seat and allowed that. You just start driving around like an asshole like that. I guarantee there's bruises on his arm. Oh, yeah. She was got knocking the hell out of him. Yep. Oh. There was no, like, my hero moment at the end of that. You were... She was proud of me. No, you were the family dickhead. 
You don't even know the conversation that went on because when you got home, you ran right to the bathroom to get rid of that Globe Mexican. <laughs> that had to be an awful, awful night. It's pretty good. Girls basketball, Globe Mexican, 100-mile-an-hour race with a hillbilly, and then just a turd festival for about 35 minutes on the camp. <laughs> well, be careful. And let it be a lesson, everybody. Not everybody. Brady may think he's better than you, but he's not. We're all the same when it comes to that. Road rage is very real and can't be explained. Endorphins and adrenaline and God knows what climbs into the most normal human being in the world and makes makes you do things that are Mad Max-like. It's crazy. I tried to run over a guy in a moped once. I put a Nissan Armada within inches of a moped. Why? Because he rode by me. As I was trying to turn, I was going into my neighborhood, and I was slowing down to make the turn, and my windows were down. You rode by and said something about the environment and being a gas guzzler. As he rode along with his milk crate of uh, stuff strapped to the back of a moped that went 30 miles an hour, and I turned the signal off, and I gunned it because I didn't like his tone. And I chased this guy all the way up 44th Street, just about, I don't know, we got pretty close to PV Mall. Before I said, I'm going to kill him. And that Armada, because that moped only went like 38, shouldn't have been on the road. And I was, <laughs> I was, I, there's, there, there was some dragon fire coming off that Nissan on the, on that dude. <sighs> that radiator heat he could feel because it was on his ass. And I don't know what I was doing. I, all he had to do was hit a rock and, and I would have run over a guy. Like our videos that we see. Yeah. I, just, boom. But I don't, and then I, it just, I snapped back. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're trying to kill a guy in a moped because he's a, a lefty cuck nut, nut job. <laughs> and and my, my mind went crazy for a second. We're all capable of it. Brady, I drive that stretch every day. You did see the signs of 50 miles an hour speed <laughs> limit, right? You doubled that. <laughs> nice job, killer. <laughs> Family be damned. We're hitting it. <laughs> nice work, Brady. And it doesn't mean, ladies, that we don't love you or take your safety seriously. We're just as in danger as you are. Uh, we're in the car about to die just like you. So, you know, unite. Help us out. Death wish Brady for the squares. Yeah. <laughs> Was Brady on flight 93? Let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> Did you yell anything? No. Not at all? Not no, even in the I was car? very, I mean, I'm like, geez, okay. Look at this sucker. He's not going to let me over. I learned it from my dad, Dan, who never really had a lot of road rage, but he didn't like when people passed him. And I, I love the phrase, and I still say it every once in a while when a guy blazes up your, like right up behind you and you get out of his way and he goes, I say the old Dan Homer, go get him, buddy. And that's the one thing that keeps me grounded on that because my dad let everyone pass him, and he would always say that. Look at this asshole. Go get him, buddy. Driving like an asshole. He'd scoot over. My dad didn't drive slow, but he never got into that stuff. He's not above it, though, I think. Oh, well, he did try. He did pull a gun on a guy once. I do. I forgot about that. We were, oh, uh, really? driving to, uh, we were driving to Jerome, and we were up on that curvy, crazy road to Jerome, and some dude came blazing around one of the curves in the wrong lane. There's no jump off. You're either getting hit or he's making the adjustment and missing you. If we turn right, we're going to Sedona real fast. And uh, my dad just hits the brakes. 
starts to turn the wheel. And my mom's like, no, no, no. I'm going to kill that mother. I'm killing him. And he pulled over on the side of the road with his handgun in the air. And I'm like, oh, dad's serious. He's going to shoot a man today. We never caught him, thank God. I think my dad would have shot him. But he almost killed us. So, I mean, I can understand that adrenaline pump. But what are you going to do? Everybody keep it cool. And with all these out-of-town visitors rolling around doing four lane changes because they realize oh, that's our exit i watched it twice yesterday on the 51 somebody went all the way from the hov lane onto the greenway exit tennessee plates all the way across just the stay home this next yeah, week yeah. don't don't Locals, go anywhere yeah pretty much kind of keep her calm unless you have to leave it's kind of like covid unless you have to leave the house i highly recommend during the week staying uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? As a matter of fact, stay off the streets and uh, you know stay out of downtown. Hit the trails this weekend. There you go. Because the boys over at Action Ride Shop bringing you guys the wake up song. They got all the bikes you need. If you you know if you're just in town, you want to rent a bike, they're going to take care of you. You need to purchase a bike. You need all the accessories. You need the advice. You need your bike worked on. They're the place to go. ActionRideShop.com is where you're going to go. On the list, uh, Hank Three, My Darkest Days, Corn Clutch, Parkway Drive, Shine Down, Slipknot, The Cult. In this moment, horror for our conversation that we were talking about earlier this morning. Uh, Horn star dancing kind of counts as whores, yeah. you know, getting their way. But you can always be a porn star. Well, there's a lot of them. How many hooker songs? Well, in this moment, horror. Oh, other than that. All right, we'll go with that. In this moment, whore. That's All a right. good one. I like that. So someone in the medical profession, I can tell you this. Road rage is adrenaline-based. The reason we do it is because it actually feels good. Problem with Brady is he's going to want to chase that. That he's adrenaline. Get the next fix. <laughs> get that the next junkie. Fix. He's going to go out and take fights on the road. <laughs> he's going to throw some leather driving gloves on. If you see it, look out. That's probably true. I did have my uh, light gloves on that I got for my birthday. Did you wear those? Great driving gloves. For driving? Yeah, because it'll bounce right off the windshield and blind you. That's smart. Always have good to have internal light in the vehicle at night. That's good. Anyway, watch out for Brady. We'll give his license plate number out once he goes to the bathroom to keep it going. <laughs> so try to antagonize that nightmare. Yeah, it's no fun. It's not a good thing. But we've all done it. So don't feel bad about it, Brady, that you almost killed your family and some strange hillbilly who probably just had a bad day. And if the strange hillbillies out there are listening... Knock it off. You knock it off, too. The second you hit 90, remember our, our uh, old sales guy, HUD? Yep. That one guy cut him off, and he's like, oh, no, you don't. And then he cut that guy off and got off the exit on the 101, and the guy's next to him when they got to the 101, and he's waving a gun. And so HUD reaches into his glove, grabs his gun, waves it back, and now the two of them are waving guns going 85, 90 miles an hour on the 101, and then Hudson said, I got to get off this road, and the dude... <laughs> Right behind him, he said, "Now we're in neighborhoods. Now it's all sixty miles yeah. an hour, trying to wow. dot, trying to get away from him, thinking this guy is going to kill me." Waving guns at each other. Yeesh. I watched a guy adjust a gun on his uh, dashboard at a streetlight once. He ended up on the dash and pulled up at the light after he and some other dude were going back and forth. And then I watched him reach up and move his gun to the center of the <laughs> dashboard. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" I just made a left. Got out. Road rage. Brady's against prostitution, but he's all for cutting hillbillies off and running away from them. I think that's great. Making jumps and everything. That's a good story. You taught Kirby an important lesson. Never let any mother question your manhood on the road. She that's learned. Right. 
I learned. Anybody try to pass you, you speed up. And then I learned from my daddy to say, fudge that guy, eat my rubber. God dang! <laughs> Golly dang. <laughs> anyway, you got it ready, whore? All right. I don't think I know this one. I think we played it for a minute. Have we? Back in the day, yeah. Maybe I do remember. In this moment, whore. I am falling uh, in a big way for falling in reverse. Yeah. Listen to it yesterday, the new songs, and we had it on at the, the Tactical Black, and Josh was listening, like, man, is that a cool song? It's very rappy. I don't know if it fits on the station. It's loaded. It reminds with, me of Hollywood Undead. It's very Hollywood Undead, but it's like, it's there's some energy to that song that's really cool. And Larry's kind of debating, can we throw it on there, or will everybody get mad that it's got such a heavy rap presence? But the rock part of it is so good. But it's a lot of rap. But I, if you're if you're curious about something new that'll get you driving like Brady, <laughs> Falling in Reverse is the song I would use. That's a great one. Road Rage. Uh, Craig Gass is going to probably be here. here. Oh, is he here already? Oh, I'll yeah. go grab him and see how he had any fun and any sound last night from the uh, glorious media day. We'll see if he's got anything going. The Brady Report coming up also. Here's your wake-up song. It's whore in this moment. It's 98. It's already 7.50. Soon the stays flying. Uh, look who's back. Craig Gass is here, our week, uh, our guest this week. Most of this week. A lot of this week. You're yes. going to be popping in here. Uh, Craig's here. Uh, Super Bowl correspondent. That's right. Our and, Super Bowl correspondent. And he's here at uh, the Comedy Club in Gilbert tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, JP's. Uh, Thursday night. That's right. Thursday night, I'm at Stir Crazy. Okay. Just You're a couple, all over of, a couple of places. And all the info's at getgas.com. Getgas with two S's.com. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. And Craig won't be here for the Super Bowl. We'd have you out there with us. Oops, sorry. Excuse me. I only go uh, to the games when the Seahawks are here. I know. We're not going to the game. We're hosting a party up there at CB Live on uh, Sunday. And that should be fun, too, because we got Adam Ray. Uh, maybe someone with the initials FC. Gary Cannon's going to be out there. I'm hearing rumors of other people stopping by, but I can't say because that's false promises. But I'm going to host it. Adam Ray's going to do. We're going to do like an hour just goofing around comedy stuff before the game. Uh, and then, boom, the game happens. We'll have a viewing party. Got Metallica tickets. We're giving away the big Metallica weekend tickets nice. for this thing. Helping out the Humane Society. We've got U-Fest tickets. Got Chili Peppers tickets. Cash prizes. Fun. Frivolity, laughs, and humor and Super Bowl. I'll be giving away Super Bowl tickets at my <laughs> I also will be giving away Super Bowl tickets for the next 10 years. I'll be giving out handies at That's my right. shows. And Brady will fight a man for a million dollars. And poop. Rage in the cage. Yeah. Got a sauce moto challenge. Anybody knocks the sauce out of my sauce moto, I'll give you a million dollars. Because I know it's not going to happen. Yeah, try it, bitch. Try it, bitch. Nobody moves my Mexican salsa out of my sauce moto. Anyway, very Maybe that would have calmed me down a little bit. We'll get to Craig's takes on last night's uh, Super Bowl opening night because he was down there on the floor with all the peeps. But first, we must get Brady to tell us all the things that happened outside of Super Bowl. Uh, and Craig, you feel free to comment as well. It's brought to you by our friends at Hooters. Uh, this Saturday at Hooters of Mesa, it's the Crisis 22 Car and Bike Show. I know what they're doing, but that's just, you know, anyway. Uh, it's 10 what to 3. Doing? Well, Crisis 22 is the thing where, uh, was it every 22 hours a veteran takes their own life? Okay. Yeah, so it's a good cause, but that name is, it's the Crisis 22 Car and Bike Show. It's, you know, Car and Bike Show benefiting Crisis 22 is what I'd call it, but that's different. Uh, check out the Bikini uh, Bike Wash, food and drink specials, and live music. Proceeds benefit the Crisis 22 Project, which is a 
Look into that thing, and your heart will fall out of your chest. Uh, and Hooters doing a nice thing there. So go out there Saturday. With all that's going on, you can be a philanthropist and enjoy your day at Hooters. And then say, hey, Hooters, thanks for this Brady Report. Brady Report. Good Tuesday morning, Chief Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Send a Card to a Friend Day. Send a card to a friend. Yeah. All right. A couple of baseless fun facts. Dear oh. guy on the road. Dear, dear friend. Yep, that's where the first card's going. <laughs> Sorry. I got, after a conversation with John, I guess I overreacted. I could have pushed it to 120, but I know your bucket wouldn't have done that. Turns out, if, when I look back, my wife was calling me a dickhead. <laughs> you know it. You know Ronnie was all over it. I don't remember it at the time, but... Turns out I was wrong, and then I saw your car, and I realized I was pushing it to its limits. It must be hard to be poor. I am your friend now. Signed, BB. I hear it differently when she yells at me. You uh, big, brave, bold yeah. NASCAR driver. I've never been so wet in my life. I realized <laughs> when I saw your face and rolled my window down and yelled at yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was probably the bad first reaction. Yeah, all Brady hears is... Like Ronnie telling him, I've never been wetter in my life. Can I give you a hand job while you <laughs> Must go 90? Go faster. Yeah, I'm pretty much turning all the bitches on right now, is what's happening. No, you can't touch me. I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> I got a turd on deck that I would drown a mule. I'm crowning. Leave me alone. <laughs> touching canvas. This is, I got a swimming pool in my bowels. This is bad news. <laughs> Globe Mexican. Whose idea was that? Oh, wait, mine. Only eight countries have won the World Cup. There's been 21 World Cups since 1930. That makes sense. Brazil. That's one. Uh, we're not going to name them. <laughs> and a lot of European countries. New York taxis were originally red and green when they hit the streets in 1907. Whoa. Bunch of Italians. Streets <laughs> picking up people. Oh, oh, right. Take a doing? shot at your people over here. <laughs> They ran the biz. Well, Brady's trying to piss off everybody with a car. No evidently. kidding. <laughs> I'm going to wait for him to walk out. Yeah, now. no kidding. Yeah. Driving like a bunch of wops out there. Come on, Chief. Red and Too green. many flats, that's flats, why. Yeah, because the cars get flats and they drive around a wop, 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 wop. There we go. There oh, someone's go. got flats. What are you going to do, buddy? <laughs> I'll drop you like a two-foot putt, bitch. <laughs> to the road. Back then, I'll bet they were sliding around a lot with all the oil <laughs> on the ground. Well, that's the good news is the car got loose Leaking. on some... You could just rub up against it and it would be lubed up. Yeah. But then they painted them all yellow. Yeah. Because the Asians took over. <laughs> Start having problems with the chains. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the axis of evil. The word bikini comes from a language spoken on the Marshall Islands. It literally translates to surface of coconuts. Sweet. There's a difference between a labyrinth and a maze. Well, one is David Bowie. A labyrinth is <laughs> just one long winding path. Uh-huh. Maze has paths that branch off into dead ends. Yep. There's a guy in New York. He booked his dream vacation in Sydney, Australia, but accidentally bought a ticket to a small town in Sydney, Montana. <laughs> Realized it, not the, didn't realize know. it until the plane landed in Billings. What an not asshole. The same. You're the dumbest person alive. Yeah, you are. 62 year old Kingsley Burnett lives in New York. I got a great deal, $300 on Well, Frontier. beyond that, you didn't look into one excursion once you got to Sydney and realized that horseback riding in the, you know, 
near Billings was, you're an idiot. Dum Dum booked the uh, dream vacation to Sydney, Australia, to hop on a cruise ship. That's not an anomaly. That People do stupid stuff traveling. That's pretty stupid. That's you, like top of the line dumb. When your flight's not three grand, it's 300. Right, it's and like, it's only four hours. Yeah, yeah. and he's wow, saying, you know, good. even though the... You know, Sydney, Australia, the airport code is SYD. Sydney, Montana is SDY. But he landed in Billings. Again, like Brett's saying, the price of the ticket. Yeah. Let me tell you this. For all international overseas travel, you do not have a layover in Billings. I guarantee it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, know, I know a flight attendant who said that somebody rang their call button and said they were flying to Honolulu, mm-hmm. and the passenger said, uh, just a question, how far is Maui from Honolulu? <laughs> and the flight attendant goes, uh, what is that, like a 20-minute flight? It's probably, what, I don't know, 100 miles? And she yeah. goes, oh, gosh, okay. Just wondering, because I know we're landing in Honolulu, but my hotel's in Maui. <laughs> oh, she got to bounce another one out. <laughs> she didn't, that was a bad plan. She had no idea. And I can forgive that. You don't know what island you're going to or whatever. Billings, Montana, Sydney, Sydney Australia. <laughs> and he's getting on there with his hat with shark teeth on it. G'day, mates. How you doing? Heading <laughs> off to, oh, great, Sydney. And everybody else looking at him like, you're a moron. Had a Foster's at the bar yeah. before he got on the plane. G'day, the right mate. <laughs> he's going to drink with me left hand because I'm a moly duker. Looks like we got another waterhead here in town. <laughs> another window liquor is going to be visiting our motel. They do have a wind gate by Windham sure. in Sydney. That's it. But this is eastern Montana on the border almost with uh, South Dakota. And it's far or from North Billings. Dakota. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a hell of a drive. So we had to rent Billings. a car from Billings. So look. This he, is the dumbest he, uh, thing uh, Upper a, corner a is jumper. where Sydney is. Bottom corner is where Billings is. He's got a three-hour drive <laughs> to Sydney. So he knew... He was landing in Billings. Had to have and been he landed in Billings. He's know. like, this isn't going to Australia anymore. Because <laughs> he's got to get on a puddle jumper to Sydney, Montana. Right. Like, Oops. You're still... You the, think, you think always get on that flight in Billings? He's got his passport out. Yeah. You're cool. You're good. Uh, just, you don't want to see... You don't want to check this? pretty sure for international travel. First yeah, customs? Uh, where, um, this is Sydney, Montana. Yeah. I just broke into... Sydney, no yeah. one's stopping me. Did he at least finish the trip to Sydney, he, Montana? He went to Sydney, Montana, spent the night, and said it was had a great time. Beautiful. The natives were wonderful. <laughs> and he's he's going to head to Australia now yeah. in June. Yeah, he saw a black guy, called him an aborigine, and his trip was complete. <laughs> the funniest part of that is that there's a black guy in Sydney, Montana. We, we all know that's not true. There's not. Tried to hug a koala, Mario got mauled to yeah. death. <laughs> Turned out to be a grizzly. Yeah. Hey, here, koalas a lot bigger than the ones you was expecting. <laughs> oh, I, was, I thought I was flying off all over to Australia and stuff. What is this garbage? Where's the ocean? I am not a koala, sir. <laughs> Stop hugging me. I'm sorry. Uh, all these people did to you over here. You guys have been through hell, you abos. Give me a hug. <laughs> I'm a baggage attendant at the Sydney, uh, Montana airport, sir. If you do not unhand me, I will kill you. Oh, oh, these abos got an edge. Is that a knife? <laughs> Knifey spoony. Want to play? That's a huge turn. Walking the streets Sydney. of Sydney, Montana. Idiot. The man down under. That might be the world's dumbest man. I'm, I want to meet him. Hey, they got one jet on the yeah, tarmac. That's the guy. It's heading to, it's He's heading starting his to own Brisbane. travel business. I'm telling you, that happens more often than No, you it doesn't. He's the I, only person that's flown to Montana thinking he's going to Australia. It's yeah, the I'll, only I'll time. second that. I went up to the top of the Space Needle to do a thing for the Seahawks, raise a 12th man flag. 
And I, I ask uh, one of the employees, I go, what's the dumbest question you've ever been asked here? <laughs> Space Needle. And one of the managers said, believe it or not, someone on the observation deck every day, at least once a day, comes up to my employees and says, hi, I'm out on the observation deck and I've been walking around. Um, where is the Space Needle? You, you're actually said, on it. You're on it. And they go, I know, but I'm walking around. I don't see it. They're heroin addicts. Yeah. They're just looking for a needle. Yeah. There There's a cushion free. over there. It's in that cushion. There yes. are stupid people out there. Oh, there are stupid people everywhere. But that's the first time a guy from New York ever just said, and return, enter, bill is paid, and there's no reason to look into any more of my trip to Australia ever. I wonder if he had things planned in and, Australia. And, and let's clarify that he's, oh, he's not. on a cruise ship. Excursions? Let's clarify that he's not from New York, New York. He's probably he's from New York, from New York. Nyack. Hey, no, he's from New York, New York. <laughs> I don't know much from much. <laughs> Hey, four hours from now, we'll be in the land down under. But uh, I got a trip over to Australia because I'm frugal. I pulled it together. not so bad. I got a deal. 225 bucks. The whole shebang. I'm going to be getting on a boat. Three-hour flight. Big deal. Everybody bitches and cries. He gets to Sydney, Montana, throw him in a canoe, and he goes down a river. There he is. $50 cruise. The second I got on a plane to Billings, I'd realize this is not an international stop. Maybe Nyack. You might be right. Waterhead. <laughs> this guy, Sergi Masheret, he's 65 years old. He's a professor at Purdue University. Or Sergey. Mm-hmm. I go Sergi. Sir. Because you're wrong. He's in Indiana. Sergi. No Sergey's in He's been a professor in aeronautical engineering since 2014. He's definitely Sergi. Yeah. <laughs> Just got arrested for uh, selling meth. And, uh, it's Indiana. Trying to pick up a. You're not shocked. Yeah, where's not. the news part of the story? What, what part of a guy in Indiana selling meth is reasonable to report? Everyone there sells meth. Not too often with the professors over there at PU. They all sell meth. It's a whole state of them. My uh, cousin is a drug counselor. You know what he got in trouble for? Yep. Selling, selling drugs. Meth. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. His wife, evidently also a drug counselor, and she too got in trouble for it. Everybody in Indiana sells meth. And now it's time for some Smuggler's News. All right. Is it ready? Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan. These are stories about people getting busted with contraband. We call it the Smuggler's News. (laughs) This guy in Georgia, Michael Dixon, he's 45 years old. Great. The guards at the DeKalb County Jail in Atlanta saw him sneaking around outside the lobby last Friday. He had a box cutter with him. Not clear if he was trying to smuggle that in or not, but he did try to bring some other stuff in. They found a bag hidden in a bush outside with tons of stuff in it, including weed, cocaine, carton of Newports, (laughs) cigars, loose tobacco, lighters, cell phones and chargers, set of AirPods, jewelry. Wow. Two sets of Allen wrenches and four dozen hot wings, fully wow. cooked. <laughs> What's his name again? Yeah. Michael Dixon. Oh, Sergey. <laughs> get him in there for Sergey. There's the look at this bag. Yeah, well, this guy haul. was not going to get away with it. He was sharing. That is a there, full buffet table of stuff that he tried to hide in a bush. Uh, that, that was going to be him? the bodega at that jail. There's 40 packs of Newports. That dude inside <laughs> needed his menthol, like now. Wow. That's All right. Amazing. That's, That's your smuggler's good. news. Well no picture of him? No. No, no. That, yeah, that there not. is. He's fine. The guy's insider who's getting all this gear. 
or they're supposed to. Somebody inside that prison is about to go full Brady rage too, because he did not get his his case of Newports. Pinch, and there's some and chicken angry wings too. Inside. And the chicken wings yeah. and Newports. Brett, assuming that's to the same guy, that's not necessarily true. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, Brazilian politician named Clayton Jose Zanata had surgery uh, a week ago. He had a tumor on his intestines, and they went in there and removed it. What they forgot to remove were the surgical scissors. Oops. Oh, the guy had him for six God. days in his gut. There's the x-ray. They went in there, pulled him out. He's okay. Stable condition. They knew he wasn't going to pass those. Right. Oh, no. I've got some wild world. Oh, all right. Go. Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your wild, wild world. This guy seems to be packing some testicles, by the way, if you look at that x-ray. You know what? When I had my hip surgeries and stuff, I used to fluff up before my... Yeah. Because you can see your dick in the x-ray. Yeah. You can make it out. And it's the worst because it's freezing Mr. Holmberg, are you ready? Just a minute. Hold on. I'm a little too ready. Hold on. Oh, no. Oh, God. Quick. Quick. Where's the x-ray? Hurry. Hurry up. This thing looks amazing. It's cold. Hurry up. At the, uh, when they used to do In the, the x-ray, there's a map of Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, there's a spray. There's an actual, well, something happened here on your leg. We're not worried about that. When, uh, we used to, when the old x-ray machines at the airport used to go, I used to like, dry hump Megan a little bit. Really? Yeah, because I didn't want the lady on the other end to see it. They don't even see it. Like they do, too. I've seen x-rays. I've seen it. You can see your piece. Your piece of deal shows completely on the x-ray. So I fluff it. Because I think that what doctors are looking at is his hips are, Definitely need replacing, but then Dick. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> we got to get this. You just want to see how often you can go through the X-ray, having to go, uh, Serge, could you step aside? We got a r- irregularity. Yeah, down there's here. something really crazy going on there. <laughs> I know. You want to look at it? Probably. In Glen Ellen, California, this guy calls. Uh, he's got a problem with his house. Something in his walls. He's starting to fall apart a little bit, so he calls Nick's Extreme Pest Control. And uh, the guy gets over the house and finds out it's a woodpecker. Starts peeling back the plaster on the wall. In that, says, in the here's wall. your problem. There's 700 pounds of acorns in your walls. Oh, my God. Things started storing them. I don't know how long it took. In the house. In the house. In the walls. That's kind yep. of uh, amazing. I wonder if it's good insulation. Well, clearly not. The You're the only one that yeah. wonders. I wonder if the woodpecker saved that guy some cash on his bills. <laughs> Brady is a not There's only so road race, but lately he's become just super Netanyahu. Like everything. You can't get through Brady. Like you'll talk about fantasies about the lottery and he'll bring up taxes. It's weird. Like what would you do? Well, first off, Man. get to take that tax hit. I'm like, well, this is not a fantasy I'm going to a fiduciary. Got to go over and invest wisely. I don't want to take that tax hit. It ruins you. Like, you're, where's this in your fantasy? Brady has the worst fantasies in the world. It's about fantasies about his wife. Being is, Jonathan Hart. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. The, we had a thing. Craig, of any TV character ever in the, the history of television, you could switch roles with in your life, who would it be? That I could be that you could character? Be that, just be that character in real life. In could, real life? Yeah, like this, this character, you can become him. Who would you switch with? The Fonz. No kidding, you'd, you'd be poor. You'd fantasize about living above. He was cool. Fonz was cozy. Uh, yeah. we, we talked about the Fonz a little so you'd bit. You'd be a mechanic who lived above the attic. 
Yeah, above the garage. Hey. Cool. Everybody loves mm. Fonz. All right. Still better than Brady's, which was Jonathan Hart. Who's um, Jonathan Hart? From Heart to Heart, uh, Robert <laughs> Wagner. He was married. Did you see his wife? Gorgeous. He was married to a woman. He, That's a real kind lady. She's even good. Like you picked Fonzie because he got laid a lot. Yeah, you know Jonathan what? Oh, Hart got laid a lot. No, he didn't. He banged one lady the whole time. That's not a fantasy. Or the star of Entourage. Like, like, like the yeah, famous but then guy. you got to hang out with those guys. That's his buddies. Ugh, that's his crew. Douches. They grew up together. Bro, like they might be douchey true. to you, that's but true. that's they his guys. That's, like, that's a good point. I chose Sam Malone. I was thinking Sam yeah, Malone. Sam too. Malone's a great one, but Brady chose uh, Jonathan Hart. Sam Hart. Malone isn't making great money either. I also chose Hawkeye. And then, yeah, and then he chose Hawkeye Pierce. I'm like, he wanted to be at war, idiot. So fake millionaire. Look at that guy, Greg. That's who Brady wants to be. He's <laughs> driving around in that Ferrari. Cannot run any hillbilly. This is Mrs. H. She's gorgeous. What a that, he wants to be married to Stephanie Power. Uh, t- who's doing the voiceover? Is that Lionel Sandy? By the way, my name is Max. That guy. Uh, I take care of them, which ain't easy. But Brady chose a married man and a dude who's a, a who's peeling bullets out of Korean kids. <laughs> Those were his two TV fantasy characters. Occasionally seeing hot lips in the shower. Worst fantasy ever. I mean, yeah, I'd like to be a rock star, but my God, those yeah. buses. Brady <laughs> wants to be Alan Alda. I don't want to ride a bus. <laughs> Some of those drives are... I like stability in my fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> I like to come uh, home to a nice meal. The tax breaks. Oh, my God, the tax breaks. You know Jonathan Hart had a good accountant. He was writing all of that off. <laughs> there was a dog that was dumped in the desert in Nevada, in Nevada, and it was rescued after living more than six months with a pack of coyotes. Yeah, I saw pictures of this. Show. I, I saw that. It might have been the, the alpha of the crew. Yeah, he kind of took over. He's a big dog, though. This was not like a joke. Like Rescuers peaking. say he'll be okay and he loves humans. Yeah. Yeah, he's been adopted. It's like a big pity or something. He's or? the bridge between wild and man. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Kind of like me, you know? Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of that guy. Kind of wild, you know? I'm married, but <laughs> don't marry me. <laughs> got a sauce moto and a nice vehicle, a family. My fantasies have all come true. I got to poop. Get out of my way. If man. only I could be in Korea during wartime. My fantasies would be complete. So beautiful. You go so, out and watch Margaret in the shower and everything will be fine. you imagine winning that lotto? Paying <laughs> taxes. First thing they do is wreck your life with a tax bill. Oh, it's the worst. Then Zuki you get Paris. everybody barking at you for this isn't that. That's like 40%, dude. <laughs> you don't clear nearly as much as you think. <laughs> you, you think it's a lot, but you get $2 billion, you only get a billion of it. He's one of those. Zookeepers in Japan have been trying to figure out how a small 10-pound ape named Momo got pregnant in isolation a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, I saw that too. It's crazy. She's a gibbon monkey. She put it up against the fence. Better than that. Uh-oh. Uh, recently, the DNA tested the baby, found that the father Trump was a gibbon Trump. in the cage next door. There was a glory hole, a centimeter they built a little Gibbons glory hole. Yep. So she wasn't really in isolation. And they drilled that glory hole. They knew about Had that. To have. What kind of zoo doesn't know about the glory hole between the two Gibbons? It Why could have been a way together? just like they were, you know, could communicate through the little holes. You know when you go see the cats like at the 
They got little the glass, the plexiglass. They put the little holes in there. That's not for communication. <laughs> it is. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, a... it's so you can go in there. And... <laughs> it isn't for cat sex I either, roll up but a little so... note and I put it through there right. and give it to the it's cat. Not, first off, it's not for you. What are the odds? I that put any... a little new port in there. And an employee had opened up the gate to feed and saw him yeah. at the glory hole and went, yeah. click, click. <laughs> I'll come back. Or that the girl gibbon wasn't ready and the boy gibbon wasn't. It was just a gibbon dick hanging out of that thing. There she is with the baby. Yeah. That's That zoo knew that. This is all. That's all put together fake. That's your wild, wild world. And that they would put the story out even worse, that there was a glory hole in the zoo, tells me that they're not taking that good a care of the animals. This uh, former banker, Tiamat Legion Medusa, is his uh, new name. Is, it was uh, yeah, all right. Richard Hernandez, but they have changed their name. It's now the first, the world's first genderless dragon. Oh. And he doesn't understand why his adult son... It's not speaking with him anymore. <laughs> uh, it here he is, him. Richard Hernandez. It escapes him that when he transitions. son. Yeah, oh, here he is as a... Transitioning. Um, the first move was... Yeah. Uh, but before he was a dragon, okay. he was uh, into the BDSM world a little bit, and he went into the piercing side of it. Sure, so he started... There he is with 79 piercings. Nothing wrong with that. Starter kit, and then... Still not a dragon, though. Still Decided to uh, step it up a little bit, and... Like at the blue Spent over a hundred thousand dollars at least. <laughs> Here he is as the genderless dragon. All right, let's take a Medusa. Oh, he's not fooling around. This is all surgery. Yeah, Eighty thousand dollars is what he spent on the little nubs, the horns on the head. This is the type of commitment I'm looking for for my weirdo stuff. Here's the full get up. Looks like a little karaoke speaker back there jamming out. Oh, sure, something. he's got to yeah. sing. He's got that split tongue. He's got to let people know. Yeah, that's the kind of. Uh, that's the kind of commitment I need oh, for my wow. nutbags. <laughs> wow. If this I, in between is almost reasonable. This is kind of. Yeah. Uh, the, the piercing guys, kind of village people-y. And, uh, you another know. one bites the dust yeah. era. Got, yeah, got a little Freddie Mercury going there. Medusa's on a mission to prove that you can you can be both successful and forge an unconventional path. And he's running a bank. Time. He's running a bank. No, he's full-time dragon now. Oh, I he quit the running. bank job. Yeah. Or the bank said. Why don't you just go ahead? That whole dragon fantasy should be 100% of your time. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's what I want from my banana people. I want that's them to Brady. go full tilt bozo. If that dragon was next to Brady. When <laughs> he was driving. racing home. Oh, Jesus, it's from hell. <laughs> no, I can just picture him going, let me see what it, yeah. just what I thought a dragon. A dragon man. Another ah. dragon. Just what I thought. Non-binary woke worlds got me all spun up. It'd be such a conflict for Brady because it's a new animal. Yeah, I wouldn't Ooh, pass the dragon. Wow. I'm that smooth. Might break the eggs. Those Ooh. dragon eggs in there. Gotta get you pulled over. Glory hole at the zoo. Get out of here. I'd watch that. Most attended zoo what? in oh, Japan. Yeah, no, I'd, oh, are you kidding me? Watch this. It's like every day at noon, the dick comes out and hopes that the girl... (laughs) There it is. Let's see if she takes it. And she rolls over there and kind of rubs on it for a second and watch the thing get up. The glory hole was a mystery to them. Come on. How'd she get pregnant? I don't know. The dick hole you made me drill? (laughs) 
Make it big enough for the dick of the guy next to him. That's what you said, boss. I didn't think you'd actually do it. Well, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. It was the weirdest request ever in zoo history. No, you got videos? No, I have no None? videos. Got no Brett? videos today. I don't have any death, but... Uh... Okay. Well, don't sound so disappointed. Yeah, no. Well, we'll skip it know. then. What do you have? Uh, we have this one. This guy uh, trying to do one of his bike tricks. That's not good. I think I almost dropped it. Oh! All right, just fell off his bike. Yeah. That's a concussion. That's not good. All right, yeah, he's definitely going to And then this guy. Headaches for years. This guy looks like he uh, may know a little tactical black. Okay. Street fight. Worst phrase you've ever said. I mean, one one shot right there. Yeah, he knocks down an early Ralphie May, takes out Jay Farrow, and then the third guy. Yeah, the third guy's like, "I'll take you on after you've knocked my friends cold." Crystalia comes after him to sexually assault him. Well, let's see if you can handle some assault. You're part of my cult. (laughs) (laughs) All you gotta do is distract him with a school bus. He'll stop. Hold on, I gotta leave. Oh, I gotta go. Uh, well, there you go. Those were, uh, you know what, a nice little break from the death and dismemberment and fish. Sure, that we'll be seen back later. tomorrow. Yeah. Oh no, it's going to be a short with window a of time. Was the fish originally from a listener? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It wasn't us. The actual person. Yeah, that was yeah. a tough morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a look at what Humble. we did this week in Montana. <laughs> Sydney. We were up here in Montana fishing. Big fan. <laughs> Love the show from all the way down under the Canadian border. <laughs> Yeah, we were out, my wife and I, on the old uh, high seas, you know. The out Yellowstone there. River? Yeah, we were out there by the, well, there's the Great Barrier Reef, and then the, uh, it's like a pier out there in uh, Sydney, Montana. Anyway, we were out there, and I shoved a trout <laughs> in my wife's. Fishing with a couple of bogans. Got a couple of bogans out there, and shoved a fish in my wife's V. Anyways, the point is, my wife's a hole. <laughs> it was in international water, though, mate, so. Anyway, what are you going to do? We filmed it. Love you, Brett. Pop it on for your mates, please. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's eight nineteen. There goes your Brady report. Craig Gas will fill us in on last night's uh, Super Bowl opening night, which uh, on TV. Well, we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, he was there last night and taking a look at the festivities. As our correspondent for Super Bowl Fifty Seven, Craig Gas joins us next. Allison Chains, they're doing everything they can to make you happy because they're great. I love Allison Chains; they just make your radio better. That is a fact. And now, making your radio better. Last night, NFL in town. Big doings here in the city. Super Bowl's all over us. Craig Gass breaks into everything. We don't know how it happens, but he's done it again. Somehow or another, he's asking me yesterday, I need your email, I need this, I need a passport, I need a couple of photos, some ID. Uh, We're going to get you in tomorrow night. I'm like, I don't think you need any of this. I'll just follow you. Craig Gass uh, was at the Super Bowl opening night at Footprint Center. Did you see the hookers outside? There's hookers? Yeah, we talked about it this morning. There were uh, 12 or 13 hookers that were protesting against stopping hookers. Because like, there's this big, like, when the Super Bowl's in town. Oh, that's a big thing every Super I Bowl know. city. I know. And I've made the point that not all hookers are doing it against their will. Mm. And I think they heard me because last night they held a protest saying, we kind of like this. Back off. Legalize Legalize it. it. So prostitutes were wow. standing outside the Footprint Center foregoing a night's worth of cash to let everyone know, hey, not all of us hate it. I did Pretty not cool. see them. Yeah. But 
I have to tell you that, and I said this to you yesterday, I was driving up here and listening to you on the air saying that I break into everything. Yeah. What'd you do? And I told you when I got here that I think you jinxed me. Oh, yeah, because you couldn't get in. I couldn't get in. Last night you didn't go? I, oh, I, I got. What are you doing here today then? I got multiple texts saying your credentials were not approved. Oh, my God. <laughs> you didn't go. In the 11th hour, I just kept pushing and pushing until I got higher and higher up on the NFL chain. And some guy at the credential center, I know who you are. Craig Grass, right? <laughs> Close enough. I know it's Craig Gass. He goes, Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. What, what do you, you're like a, and I go, I'm a comedian. And he goes, Yeah, Grass. <laughs> I go, no, it's it's Craig Gass. And the guy goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, hold on, let me just check. He goes, no, what happened? And I go, well, I was told it wasn't approved. By who? Uh, several people. Well, hold on. Almost everyone it's in the NFL. Craig Gass. <laughs> and you got it. Let me see your credentials. Look at you, Craig Grass. It says grass, yes. grass on the credential. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and you're in. Yeah, some in guy the eleventh hour, last second, you popped in. I run in, and I've got questions from the listeners. Yes, which is just a few of them, but not not too many. We but they're you. pushy. Yes, they're not. They're, they're somewhat they're aggressive. Little they're aggressive. a little aggressive. Right. There's and they're and I I won't say they're not great questions. They are great questions. One of the questions that I loved was OJ Simpson has picked you to win the Super Bowl. Is this going to make you throw the game? <laughs> right. But I decided to go in. Soft first to see right. if if uh, if I get like a good who's vibe playing, who's right. not, yeah. right? And the number one guy on my list for let's get playful and let's have some fun is Travis Kelsey, uh, Chris Jones. In oh, my Chris opinion, Jones is funny too, yeah, because Chris Jones did something incredible in the NFL, and you can Google yeah, it. It's a great at, shot when he was trying out for the NFL at the NFL Combine. His enormous penis <laughs> popped right out of his shorts as he tried to do the 40-yard Exploded. Dash. Exploded. Out of his shorts. It wasn't like a top, like, it wasn't like a waistband failure. Yeah. The whole package area just said, we can't do it anymore. The, oh. key, the Keystone pipeline yeah. broke. I imagine it's what every vagina that penis has been in has done as well, which is just puke itself out. It quit. And I went to him first. And... I already have a little bit of history with him. Yeah. A few years ago when the 49ers played the Chiefs, I talked to him. Super. He was easily the most playful guy. Right. And, in fact, I have the audio from okay. last time I saw him. Oh, this is you and Chris uh, Jones last time. Chris Jones last time, three years ago at the Super Bowl in Miami. All right. So this is nice. Super Bowl. Big moment. Do you feel bigger than you did when you ran the 40? Big smile. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the 40 was a little bigger. Yeah. <laughs> you had fun, right? And you, you go ahead to what is it, yeah, five yeah. minute mark. At the five minute mark, I ask him Here we go. a question, a follow up. I'll teach you some things. What was the funniest joke you heard about that 40? Um, I've seen a Twitter post. Uh, and they was like, whatever you do, go balls out. <laughs> and they had a picture of me running. Game ends. You got right, so that's hilarious. He's super playful. Yes. So I decided to go to him first. Sure. And I said, Chris Jones, question: Do you have a plan if you score a touchdown in the Super Bowl? Do you have a plan for a touchdown celebration? Yes. And he goes, Uh, oh man, I haven't even thought about that. And I said, I got one for you. <laughs> and he goes, What's that? I go, Get the ball. You run the end zone. You you got a Super Bowl touchdown. Yeah. You got a touchdown in the Super Bowl. You recreate the forty yard dash. <laughs> Pop it out of your pants. <laughs> boom. And he goes, you're out of bounds. <laughs> oh. I go, oh, man. all right. Uh, and next question, 
If Patrick Mahomes breaks his leg and he yeah. goes, I'm not talking to you. And he goes right to, oh, no. And you know what the rest of the question is? No. If Patrick Mahomes Oh, can you leg, use your penis to fix it? Can yeah. we use your split? <laughs> can, he, can he borrow your third leg? And, and he was done with you. Not said, playful. I'm not talking to you anymore. And he went to the next side and I went, oh, no. Yeah, you're no fun anymore. And I'm I'm immediately worried yeah. that someone from the NFL is watching. But at least they're kicking out Craig Grass. Who cares? Yeah, yeah <laughs> there's true. nobody. So did you get anything good? I then I went innocuous, fun, playful. and but I mean I I have one with Mahomes that I have out right yeah. now, which was uh, I I gave Mahomes a list of injuries that I suspect he would still play through. Yeah, if you broke your fingers, sure, all of them would you still play. <laughs> yeah. If you broke your toes, all your toes would you break? Yeah, if you broke your foot, yeah. What if somebody hurt your feelings? <laughs> and he's and then apparently the NFL just posted him saying like, "Well, Kelsey's hurt my feelings several times." Yeah, so, it's and sad. I was like, "How cool is that?" And I said, "Man, you're a better man than me because if somebody hurt my feelings, so I'm you went home. full afraid after uh, Chris Jones' giant penis shut you down because they can yank your credentials." I mean, I had for fun. life. I had fun. I went um, uh, and I'll have the whole. They'll thing. yank whose credentials? Oh, Craig Grass. Yeah, see, you were in anonymously, man. You were in there as a nobody. You're like, take Craig Grass's credentials. I'm going to have oh. the full video. I did get great content yeah. voluntarily from <laughs> Eagles <laughs> and like Chiefs a, fans. That's what a rapist would say first. <laughs> of course it was voluntary. I assure you. They didn't said, hold anyone they down. They all said yes. Yeah, I sw- swear to God, every fan I did stuff with was into it. Well, in other words, I didn't go up with dick jokes and try to get, like, lead them down. Right. Show me your jugs. Right. And I was really proud of, uh, I saw Adam Schefter there. Adam Schefter is the guy who breaks everything. Somehow, Adam Schefter knows everything before anybody knows. He breaks every news story. And I got him on camera uh, asking him, uh, Adam, I'm trying to save some time. I just want to go home. Can you just tell me who's going to (laughs) win? What's going to happen here? What's going to happen? Break the news now. Can you just tell me what the score is going to be? Well, Craig, so you don't have any sound or anything that you're proud of? I I do. I have the Mahomes. (laughs) Oh, just that. I have Mahomes. That's pretty good. Yeah, and it's on my Instagram. But Uh, no viral moment. They were very careful last night. I noticed as I watched it on TV, I'm like, man, they have really watered this down to the point where now it's just Michael Irvin's questions. There's no fun involved. As far as Michael Irvin does the uh, the interview on there with the guy, and then they just shut sound off, go back to the studio in L.A. and talk about what Michael just did. There's no more like uh, – they used to air it in the daytime, and can't have whatever happened, happened. Trouble happened. Yeah. Well, the tough thing is some of them – I think most of them walk in knowing this is going to be a circus. Sure. So I'm just going to roll with whatever stupid question I'm going to get, and there's tons of stupid yeah. questions. Yeah. I remember years ago feeling really pumped up at Super Bowl 50 – because I got such a great reaction from Peyton Manning. I had this dumb idea that I pitched him. I said, Peyton, my name's Craig Gass. I'm a stand-up comedian. And um, I have an idea I want to pitch you uh, called Peyton Manning Trivia. It's a TV show, Peyton Manning Trivia, where it is impossible for you to get any question wrong. And he said, right. any question? I said, for you, it's going to be impossible. And we're going to do a speed round right now. <laughs> what is the largest city in the state of Nebraska? <laughs> Omaha. Where is the College World Series played at every year? Omaha. Omaha. And then I made him, every answer was Omaha. And then at the end of the round, I went, Omaha, Omaha, <laughs> Omaha. You are correct again, sir. You win again. He laughed. Yeah. NFL on Fox grabbed it. It got 3 million views within wow. 24 hours. How much money did you get? None. Damn it, Craig. It's pointless. <laughs> pointless. All you do is an attention whore. Content. 
And then I went to uh, the next <laughs> that team. That doesn't mean any. You can't pay of bills with content. Well, the next team that comes out is the Carolina Panthers. I'm feeling pumped up because I just had a great viral moment with Peyton Manning. Yeah. And I, I see Cam Newton. I don't know if you know this. Cam Newton named his son uh, Chosen. That's no, his, no kidding. His I kid's name is Chosen Newton. Chosen Newton, as in the chosen one. <laughs> right, of course. I, I'm, I'm feeling pumped up because Peyton's in a great mood. And right. I go, hey, Cam. My name's Craig Gass. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I love that you came up with such a cool name for your son. You named him Chosen. Uh-huh. But do you ever worry about the other kids he's going to school with and them feeling insecure that they're not <laughs> chosen? <laughs> yeah. And he gave me a dead serious answer for like two minutes, and I said, but were you trying to one-up anyone who names their kid <laughs> Jesus? And he goes, what's your qu-? And he just went. He was done with you. He was done. Yeah, and if I put that video out, I look like a dick. Yeah. So I didn't even put the video out. Wow. But there's guys who are fun. But still no money is the worst part of this whole thing. It's like nothing. It's for the love of the game, No, bro. it's not. Stop <laughs> defending it. It needs to be cash or you're wasting everyone's time. Uh, getting, <laughs> going on ESPN, getting it on NFL and Fox, going viral, it, you get attention for it. Um, and it's fun. Tom Brady is always fun. I remember every, every year. <laughs> no money. I want you to get paid for these things. Look at you. You spend all this money to come to this stuff, and all you're getting is like TikTok views. Like you're one of those uh, yeah. Charlie but it's Camille content. It's content Then you put on stage. You talk about it on stage. My show's tomorrow night in Gilbert and in Chandler on, on Thursday. Or not Chandler. On, out in Glendale. Pro. Good pro. And good, good promotion. That was smart. You have you material. Full pro. Well, yeah, I suppose. It would be better. Good money and material. Tom Brady has always been fun. Every year that he would come to the Super Bowl, I'd do some variation of Tom. You're so handsome. <laughs> like when you when you look in the mirror, does your reflection ever just wink, wink at back. you? Like, yeah. And I remember him. I remember that ended up on ESPN. And then a year later, he's back at the Super Bowl, and I didn't know what to do with him. And I I, I said, Hey, Tom, my name's Craig Gass. I'm a stand-up comedian. This is my friend Jason. That's my friend uh, Aaron. We were discussing the four of us uh, <laughs> together and ranking. The four of us, from uh, most handsome to least handsome in this group. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, you're number one because you're Tom Brady. But, Tom, who would you rank as number two? And I pointed at myself. Number three and number four. And Tom Brady actually said, wait, who am I ranking? And I go, me and this guy and this guy. And he goes, all right, fan out. And I go, oh. And we <laughs> all did it. <laughs> and without... I didn't do this consciously, subconsciously. I started sucking in my gut and pushing my chin out <laughs> for Tom Brady to be like more handsome for Tom Brady. Right. And what, he ranked us. And where'd you come in? He said, uh, you're all tied for second place for handsome. Oh, oh crap answers. This whole thing's got to end. <laughs> A year later. I want good answers out of this. I want some cash in your hands. Three million views. Who cares? I'll have the video of all the content tomorrow morning and then all that material, Gilbert, tomorrow night at JP's. Out at Stir Crazy, Glendale. All the info's at getgas.com. Get gas. gas. Failing. Get gas with two S. To make money. (laughs) Grass will be there tomorrow night. You're making money at the shows. (laughs) Right, I know, but you could have doubled down. We need to go down there together. Just whisper it in my ear. I'll say it. I don't care if I lose credentials. Are you going to be Stephen Holmberg? I would be Stephen Holmberg. That's yeah. exactly right. I'll Stephen be Holmberg. my alter ego, Stephen Holmberg. No one will know. Anyway, well, Craig, it was a John nice Holmesburg. I'll tell you this. It was a nice try. <laughs> if you did, I want you to come back and just fan out money and go, I just made a million dollars with my viral videos.
But it's hard. Like watching last night, old Michael Irvin was just asking the basic question. I don't know what a fan experience would be like at that. How are they enjoying it? The fans are just sitting in the stands getting random audio piped into yeah. the arena. It'll just go down the line of the 11 microphones. Yeah, one after the next. One right? after the next. And there's nothing yeah. like... There's no continuity to what's going on. They just sit. They paid their twenty bucks to wander in and watch other people talk to these guys quietly. There is a crazy thing I noticed last night. They would grab the quote unquote biggest fans of different teams and bring them up on stage, interview them, and say, "Well, guess what? You're going to the game. You're going to the that's Super Bowl." Cool. And they handed out Super Bowl tickets. That's pretty cool. So it was kind of a random grab. Well, that's, that's, that's worth it to just kind of hang around for that. Well, anyway. Well, Craig will have uh, more later, hopefully. And a lot of those tickets are sold because the people are like, this is my first Super Bowl. It's one of those yeah. things like, I need to do this. I need to buy a program. Yeah. You buy you're, all you're this kicking stuff. in. They're you just should... fleecing you. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, absolutely. And Craig made no money either, so he's just like you. I'm making money this week. I'm all doing right. comedy Everybody's shows. got a job, Craig. <laughs> That's all. Wanted something you're going to take a bath on taxes. Break it. We bring you all the way out here. We didn't pay you a penny for this either. You're doing all this for free. I wanted some sparks. I wanted fireworks. No, if we went in there. Did you hear said, from Trip yesterday? Yeah, how big are your shoes? I am the new afternoon guy. I, no, no, no. It's not official. <laughs> well, I, he's going to call me. call you. Someday he'll It's call been like three years, but he's going to call. <laughs> he, the last conversation was, I will call you back. So yeah. I am the new afternoon right. guy. I'll be co-hosting. Afternoons With right this. here at KUP. Right. That was suggested once a while. Fitz and Craig Grass. Yeah, that's right. Craig, Craig Grass. Grass. <laughs> and Fritz. Fitz and Grass. Fitz and Grass. Uh, Craig Gass uh, is uh, trying as hard as he can to take money from the NFL, and he just won't do it. You uh, and I are going to have a story tomorrow. Oh, I hope so. Yes. Yeah. What are we doing? I'm not, I can't say it on the air, but we're going to have a story. Going. All right. <laughs> Better be something illegal. Because this whole innocuous love fest that you had last night Stay bothering safe me. on the roads. Yeah. Just promise yeah, me that. Brady will drive us. Craig we'll have Grass. Three stories. Craig Grass. And connection. Stephen Holmberg and Craig Grass tonight. Uh, it's 844. It's 98 KUP. The NFL is here. Well, hello, Godsmack. A little concert psyching rock for you there from Godsmack. As uh, they roll into town here uh, for U-Fest, May 6th. That'll be a great show. We're going to have tickets for that Happy birthday, Sunday. Sully. Is it Sully's birthday today? Happy yeah. birthday, Sully. Double nickel. Uh, is he 55? Wow. Little people don't age very well. Very well normally, but he looks pretty good. Uh, Godsmack, I prevail. Nothing more. Fozzie, the warning, gray days, the black moods. This is a hell of a show. It's a talking stick resort amphitheater, which used to be the Ashley Home Store Pavilion Blockbuster Banana Store. Uh, and that, the banana stand, is where we have that May 6th. Uh, tickets on sale right now at 98kupd.com. If you want to head on over there and check that out and see Godsmack. Glorious show heading your direction, which I'm very happy about. Other shows coming to town uh, available on our uh, our Core Institute concert calendar at 98kupd.com. But one you won't see, of course, is Ozzy Osbourne, who made the announcement uh, that it is uh, that he can't do it. He just can't get up. He can't. He's tried, so he officially canceled everything officially yesterday, and put out a tweet said, "I can't believe that it's ending this way." It was very uh, dark. Like his tweet said things like, uh, "I can't. Be- I would have never imagined that my touring days would end this way." My team and I are uh, distraught. Uh, the thought of disappointing my fans f's me up more than you'll ever know. Uh, But I have to cancel everything. My singing voice is fine. I've had stem cell treatments, endless physical therapy sessions, most recently groundbreaking cybernetics treatment. I don't even know what that is. Cybernetics. Cybernetics, not cybernetics. say cybernetics. (laughs) Cybernetic organism. Cybernetic organism. It's ending into the thing. My my body is still physically weak, and I cannot go on. Uh, This is where I was like, you know what, Oz? 
You're 74. You've been through a lot. Yeah. You've been alive a lot longer than we ever expected. Tip the cap. Let's go off into the sunset. What do you say? Let's, as fans, say goodbye to Ozzy by saying no more. We're saying no more tours. Majority of your fans understand. We all get it. Oh, but no, Brady. At the end, I very much worry because he said this. My team is currently coming up with an idea where I will be able to perform without having to travel from city to city or country to country. Holograms. Hologram Ozzy is not something I want to see. We were barely seeing Ozzy the last 10 years anyway. There was a guy backstage singing with him so he could breathe. You didn't know that a lot of the times, but sometimes Ozzy was just up there going through the motions of Ozzy movement, and some guy in the back was belting out the tunes Ozzy style, and nobody was any the wiser. I'm fine. It's show business. Put on a show. Give me what I'm getting. I'm I'm happy with that. Ozzy's fun to watch. His music's great. Uh, we're all whoops. We're all fans, but uh, or it's just on the screen. It's Ozzy's trapped in the closet tour. <laughs> I don't want to see just... Ozzy on a movie screen. I don't want to see him on a hologram. I don't want him to zoom a concert to me personally. I think it's time. Come on, you don't want to dial in yeah. for fifty this? bucks to dial in. We've got this link code in my. <laughs> Hello, John Holmberg's iPad. Are you ready? What happened here? I'm doing a zoom concert for my fans, man. Just me and like. Are you guys. ready? What city are you in? Phoenix. Hello, Phoenix. Ozzy, this is embarrassing. All aboard! Don't just stop. I'm gonna hit end. I'm gonna end call. Oh, please don't end the call, man. Please. You just wanna talk? Cartoons. <laughs> you wanna just chat? What are you looking at on the telly? Are you, are you watching anything good? Have you seen any Jack's of it? Jack's gone. Kelly's I've gone. I've got nothing to do. Sharon's angry all the time. <laughs> are you watching The Last of Us? It's not bad, man. I'm actually really enjoying it. It's apocalyptic, but normally that bothers me. This one, this one seems reasonable. Anyway, you straight on to... You want to hear a little, uh... Mr. Crowley? No, Oz, we're good. I'll just do anything on Zoom for you. All right, I've got other fans I have to entertain. Ozzy, you can walk away now. There's... There's great brilliance and happiness in Ozzy leaving. But I don't want my phone to ring. Unknown number. Looking for a miracle, man! No, hang up the phone right now. Stop calling me. I just want it to end. There's certain dignity in this. Euthanize it. Do you want to see Ozzy? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. I'm saying kill him. Euthanize the oh, okay. the career. Man. Last time I saw him was with when he did the oh. Black Sabbath thing, and that was he was actually pretty good that time. And but I'm done. I've seen right. him solo. We, we all really, saw the Hannibal Lecter performance. Yeah. We all saw the Hannibal Lecter performance on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, for the NFL, and they propped him up, and then suddenly, I think it was was at NBC or CBS or whoever had him realized, ooh, this is hard to look at, and they cut away immediately. Yeah, they scooted him in like yeah. a they, they had him on a table hockey yeah. player with yeah. the, yeah, in the little, dome on that stick that was balancing him. him. It was like, no, do not have him on a. This is not a, a game I want to play with Ozzy's body. Him and Mick Marsh should put a band together. Oh, I mean, just man. the stiffs. <laughs> Stone men. Yeah. No. Don't listen Next to Brett. Next to death. Don't listen to Brett. You know, Brett, that's not a bad away. idea. I think Brett's idea is pretty good as we all, we all act like we're, you know, we're all just, you know, plugged into the earth and then they move the entire set around. They're just going to lock us down on the ground and then the stage troubles, that would be worth it. And then, you know, it could be great, Brett. From city to city we go, like, I'm on the stage and then we just 
the, the truck just takes off and we just keep playing. <laughs> that way we don't have to rest in an airplane or crazy stuff. Brett's ideas, are, Brett's ideas are great. It's just tour me on the back of a flatbed. Just get a giant platform, put them on a on the thing, and you vibrate oh, the floor. Yeah. And they move around like you the old football. Like, <laughs> they're vibrating, Ozzy. <laughs> Mr. Clown. Like nail shoes. Oh, yeah. He can't stand turn up. Turn it off, mate. Turn it off. You have to wire him in. They're running into each other. <laughs> Mr. Clown. Him and Zach. Bam, bam, bam. Somebody turn off the stage, man. This is crazy. Turn off the stage. Ozzy's vibrating himself to death. Good God, Sharon. What have you done? We need the money, Ozzy. I don't think we do. <laughs> we can afford a stage that vibrates like that. We, we've wasted a lot of money, I think. Anyway, I would like to see Ozzy just say, that's it, folks. I'll do one more show out at Hyde Park or Wembley, somewhere in England where they can prop them up. It'll be broadcast live all over theaters everywhere. Just like the Har- uh, Taylor Hawkins thing. Exactly. Just have everybody come out do something. That'll be it. Yeah. We don't need Ozzy to do this for us. As, as fans, it's greedy. Uh, when you have a pet that you love very much, but he can't go on, and you keep him alive, it's for you. It's for your greedy needs. You're keeping that dog alive because you don't want to face the end. Meanwhile, they're suffering. Ozzy should not have to suffer for us anymore. We're coming up with a way to clone me in some form or fashion and then <laughs> we'll have kind of water-headed versions of me wandering about. Because, you know, each time we clone a man, he gets a little dumber. So imagine what the fifth or sixth one's going to be like. You? Yeah, it'll be crazy, man. Dolly Ozzy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with the clone. Oh, it's not as good as the original, but at least it's live. It can move. I don't want to see it. So, Ozzy, I want to say, I'll be the first to say thank you for everything. S- step off with grace, please. That, that would be nice. You're an icon. You're an icon. Stay that way. Don't let don't let my mass, last memory of you be some strange hologram where you actually still fall down. You think that would be baked into the AI of him? <laughs> no, it wouldn't be AI. It would be filming him on a stage and then making it seem like he's live at your theater and he still falls down. And then there'd be nothing sadder than the hologram just glitching on its way down and then disappearing. Ozzy can no longer perform. The hologram's turned off. There's just nothing on stage and you realize I did this to him. I I killed him. No more. You know, that's enough. Maybe an internet concert from your house, like live from Daryl's house or something. And then end it. Show he and Sharon in a convertible flying off into the sky. Having a nice day. Like heavy metal? Like, like a, the end of Grease. Oh, yeah, okay, you can do that. Heavy metal and Grease, that's similar endings. <laughs> he can't travel, see, Brady. He can't get in that car. He'd have to lay down. It'd have to be like an ambulance. I'm over trouble getting up right, Brady. This 90 degree thing is kicking my ass. So what we'd need is like a bariatric ambulance to shoot out of the playground that the Grease kids were on. Anyway... I felt sad for it, so goodbye, Ozzy. I say goodbye to Ozzy. I now have retired Ozzy in my mind. I, I, I would not want to go see this crippled Ozzy show. Come on. The vibrating thing, however, hilarious. Would, would definitely pay for that. 
In fact, I think that could spruce up rock music all the way around if all the stages kind of vibrated, the, the players all over the place. No one was stationary on there. You know, they could just have to stand there and wait and see where they ended up. And sometimes they just fall over. <laughs> we put them in big body casts and just shake them around. We're down a guitarist. Yeah. Went over the edge. <laughs> he just dropped. He's got to lay down and play now until <laughs> somebody picks him up, resets the board. Between songs, we'll do that, but each song is a play. That is a great idea in theory, but I don't want to see that happen to one of the legends. Do that to one of the new bands. Uh, it's 914. Speaking of new bands and new stuff, we got the hot releases coming up in just moments. We'll tell you about that next. It's 98. Hey, look that up, Brad. Now I don't know. Did they have uh, Franz Ferdinand there uh, singing? Well, I can't remember anything else they've done. They have other stuff, but I don't remember what it is. But uh, it's time now. For the hot releases while Brett looks that up. I can't remember anything else Friends Ferdinand did. And by the way, that song's almost 20 years old already. And all it does is remind me of Madden. I think it was Madden 05. They threw that on there. Maybe it was 04. But both. Scotland. Scottish. Hey, take me out. We had plenty of hits in Scotland. Because <laughs> you don't know about this. Uh, it is time for the uh, hot releases. They're brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family BBQ. Uh, ericsfamilybbq.com if you want to go there out there in Avondale. And Anthony, the uh, the owner-proprietor, says, uh, here we go. Super Bowl's in town. They're out on that west side where all the Super Bowl stuff, uh, they got the, the, you know, they're right down the street from the stadium. Uh, in honor of all the visitors to the Super Bowl, Anthony is doing Kansas City Burnt Ends, which I assume are amazing. And I know firsthand that the Prime Angus Brisket Philly Cheesesteak is fantastic because he sent one to my house. For me to test out, and it was ridiculous. Nice. Did you get a little Philly in you? Yeah, some Philly. It's a Philly thing. Couldn't wash it down with the water, but uh, you know, I had to give Philly cheesesteak. Wit whiz or without? Uh, wit whiz. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, I suck. <laughs> Why? Because I'm from Philly. It's a Philly thing. We all suck. Anyway, not to pour water all over the situation. Oh, trust me, nuts! They're here. Uh, so, but they're, 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 I'll tell you that Philly cheesesteak he makes is better than anything Philly's got going on. That is for sure. Oh boy, tone it down there, bro. Uh, Angus brisket Philly cheesesteak. It is available starting tomorrow. Both the Kansas City burnt ends. Kansas City people, I'm going to give it to you. I think it's the best barbecue I've ever had. But you guys are good at this. So you come in and, and you can rate Eric's barbecue for. I bet you he's stepping it up a notch with what you guys are doing. It's he's good. Fine. I get. Well, I'm sure it's it'll be good. I'm sure. Settle down. Awesome. <laughs> don't roll your eyes at me, ma'am. I don't want to roll 95 miles an hour with you right now. I'm sure, but they might have a place go. I like this better, or the place back in Kansas City does it better. I'm sure that they've got the right. Philly people, your cheesesteaks suck in real life. That is one of the biggest disappointments of Philadelphia ever. Pats, Geno's, yeah, come on. All of them are good. You're, you're an idiot. And then you run down the road, get yourself water ice. No, your cheesesteaks are the most overrated thing ever. I'll be honest, when I was there, I think we had Pats. Remember that place, Godfather's here we used to go to? So much better. It's yeah. better. Because they it's use better. garbage meat in Philadelphia. It's, I believe it's Because they're turning and burning. Muskrat like you and squirrel. Always say. You got to line out the yeah. out the uh, end of the block. Yeah, oh, it's disgusting. Philadelphia's just disappointment after disappointment. It's the Toledo of Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, but uh, their cheesesteaks done right. It's a great idea. Cheese, steak, bread, peppers, the whole shebang. Good stuff. The way they do it, garbage. Right here, when we're taking a call at the Philly cheesesteak, because you invent it and then you ruined it like you did everything else. The Liberty Bell, democracy, all that stuff. You guys had it. 
I mean, how, it. how bad was Philadelphia that it was the United States capital? And like in 30 years, oh, no, no. all of the politicians are like, <laughs> I don't want to. We got to move. And why would they want to leave? Philadelphians, even back in the early 1800s, were intolerable. Sorry, broke your bell. Sorry. Oh, did you break the bell? Yeah, you guys can have it. We'll fix it. Little Bondo Flex Seal. Okay. Good idea. But I tell you what, I guarantee Anthony out there at Eric's Family Barbecue is pushing that Philly cheesesteak way above anything they've ever had. They'll never admit it, but it's fantastic. I'm guessing Anthony's cheese isn't out of a can. Oh, it's so good. It was delicious. And it traveled. It made a trip to my house. So I can't imagine what it was like fresh off the off the fire. But uh, it's out there. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Eat mesquite, repeat. Skate, skate, skate. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com bring you these hot releases. I'll go with you, Brett. You look comfortably ready. Let's sure, go. Sure, why not? Brett's up. All right. Uh, In Flames are back. Their new album, Foregone, is uh, in stores this Friday. This is Foregone Part 2. Good biking band. How did we end up here? Maybe not this particular song, but when I'm riding my bike, I like this one. and flames they're not breaking any new ground no, they're being in flames yep uh pierce the veil is back this is uh from the album the jaws of life this is past the nirvana oh. it's a hooker with a clown she face. likes her job oh, yeah to the super low please you know what i like i like a hooker that just gets in the car yeah, no, no negotiating, no, no haggle. Get him, we'll make a deal. Mm. More proof that there's a hooker for everything. Yeah. Eh, eh, you're not a fan of that voice. You heard that sound before. Oh, yeah. It's not bad. That was a boy. No. I'm a boy. I'm a boy. What? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Paramore's back for some reason. Well, uh, they have a right to exist, Brett. <laughs> this is why, apparently. All right. Didn't she the one that was put out on the, uh, the chatterbait thing? Huh? Remember when the, when the oh, celebrity what? nudes were leaked? Were leaked? Oh, yeah, she was out there. Oh, yeah, she, she was, was on the fappening? That's it. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. Everybody's on the fappening. Everybody Oh, is. there's so many fappening. Look, I, 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 every once in a while, I still look at Carissa um, Thompson. From the fappening, so worth it. Before the, you know uh, who else was really good? Carissa Thompson's beautiful. I don't oh, care I what surgery. Is, you take it, back. The, uh, um, take it back. The uh, what's his name? David Cassidy's daughter was on the fappening. It's a show. Google that later today. I forgot her first name, but Cassidy on the fappening. And this is usually what happens when Paramore sings. Other conversations start and they fall into the background. Like I said, yeah. why? <laughs> what they do, break down into a jazz trio? I'll be there Thursday night. You're going to Paramore? Kirby. Going to go. <laughs> why do you 
Excuse you went me. to Globe and now I'm Paramount? telling you right now. Just, just hang yourself. You're boiling inside. Look for the rage. You're no longer saying things normally. Kirby! Out of the like, way, used Jackal! To be, I love my daughter. Do anything I want. Yes, I'll be there, Kirby! Freshman or eighth grade? Freshman. Why can't she go yeah. without you? Well, if I'm going to drive... Why would you do this? Center. I'm going to stay for Wait a while. Wait a minute, you drove to Globe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not ready for her <laughs> for an Uber solo yet. Oh, oh, she, she's oh, no, not no, going no. with friends. It's just you and oh, her. Yeah, it's just oh, you. Oh, okay. Well, that's... Alex begging to go. Tell her to get friends. a friend to go and drop him off. Why do you have to go to that? Brady wants to go. Um, I asked oh, I Ronnie. Bonding time. She said, that's you and Kirby's deal. Is it? I guess Sounds so. like Kirby's deal. Ronnie's got it a is client. Yeah, it's not Ronnie's you. got a client. She's got a client. Oh, she's got those clients from 7 to 10. Jeez. What about, like, you can't just say, hey, Kirby, find a pal. I'll drive you down there, take your kids to dinner, and then drop you off at the show. You don't have to sit through Paramore. This is too much. I'm watching a friend die. I've thought about that. I'm wa- you haven't thought about that? They're staying no, down there and no hanging glorious. out there for a couple hours and give them room. No I'm part of you thought of getting out of this? Well, <laughs> the last time I went with her. I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, right. what show was 21 that? Pilots. Sure. Oh, yeah. Good show. But Maybe Paramore. 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 Uh, boring. That's only... Paraboard. All right. <laughs> There's another gem It's for not it. really the only. The only is like... I'll go on a date with you, Kirby Derbs. Coming off Yachtly Crew. You can't... Might be a tough yeah, act on. to follow. You just can't say no to her. Why don't you take a buddy? But I thought you were my best friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll go with you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here's Sauce Moto. Here's another gem. Unfortunately, I'll she's back this. as well. She's turned it around. She has, but for it's what she not does, good. No, but for what she does, it's, it's she's the girl who sang Friday. Right. Rebecca Black. But she's turned this into a little electric dance thing, and she's, she's not terrible at it. And she's kind of cute. I'm chasing down the drips. There's a lot worse songs that are being poppy right now. Popular. Can I just turn on Alt Daisy? Yeah. I gotta hand it to this girl. Most people would have buried themselves oh in the sand yeah. after that Friday Friday thing came out ten years ago. Everywhere, and not for the right reason. But that's why everybody, anybody, even cares about it anymore. But she, this is pretty good. No, I'm saying if it wasn't for Friday, that's nobody true. would care. She'd that's just true. be another, you know. Make a good point there. Decent cans, though. She's, she looks great. In the olden days, she would have had to pose naked. Before anybody would have accepted her back, she I miss the olden days. Too. I like the, I olden miss days. the olden days when Playboy used to be your re-entry back to mm-hmm. society. Your apology was a Playboy layout. God, How old is up. she now? She was what? Thirteen. She's got to be like twenty-six, seven. She's legal. All right, that was <laughs> wow. Weird. Whoa! Hey, I wasn't the only <laughs> one looking at those cans. Well, like a decade, she's legal. Yeah, right. How long were you waiting? What, do you want expired? You like wait? You want 40? You seen Madonna the other night on the Grammys? The Madonna's Look at 70. That That's not even oh. fair. You could say the same yeah. about Madonna. She's legal. Oh. She's legal. How creepy would it be if you're like, hey, there's Madonna. And I went, she's legal. Ew. Like, ew. Like, that shouldn't be your first concern yeah. is the legalities. After seeing them cans. I know. But Brad sure. has to think about that because of his days at Big Sur. That's right. It's this legal? I don't care. <laughs> this is a quasi queen of ears. Already annoyed by this. Oh, yeah. This country of All right. Not flaming lips. Quit yeah. it. 
Uh, Gary Newman's got a live album coming out. Still alive. Oh, yeah. Cars Again Live. Yeah. It is Cars Live. This song live is a monster, though, because it's just so ridiculously everything. The bass, bass is huge. I don't think so. He's thinking of Gary Glitter. No, 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 I know that. We talked about that. <laughs> Still a great song. Though. Yeah. He looks the same except for a little fat. I think he looks younger. Right? Is that Junior, Gary Jr.? God, his skin looks fantastic. He must be using Cindy Crawford Committee for Beauty. <laughs> that is an elaborate setup for one song. Yeah, the rest of his music is worthless, but that song is worth it. Who's the band that covered it? Did a great Beer job. Factory. Beer Factory. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Gary Newman. All right. For, and it for... brings us to N-word or F-word. Oh, okay. We're going to do a classic today because I couldn't find anything new. All right. Uh, we're going to go Ice Cubes, No Vaseline. Oh, uh, I don't one last week. You did. I did. Uh, no Vaseline. I'm going to go N-word. Ice Cube usually fires off N-words faster. I'm going to go angry F-word. All right. Brady? I'll go friendly N-word. I'll go angry N-word. Angry N-word. All right, here we go. Ice go. Cube's Vaseline. Good luck. I'm glad y'all set it off. Used to be hard. Now you just went soft. Bert, you was down with the AK. And now I see you on a video with Mitchell Lake looking like straight bozos. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. <laughs> oh, man. Maternity. <laughs> Mother Effer came up on that one. Damn it. He dodged the big boy the yes. whole time. That was buildup on that was huge. Who won? Toledo? Toledo. Congratulations, Richard. Richard's this week's winner of N-Word or F-Word. The rap game sweeping the nation. <laughs> uh, all right, and I forgot about that song. I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Toledo, you got games and uh, TV stuff. All right, up. quickly. Uh, for games, there's a new game, Go Go po- uh, Pogo Girl. Maybe this is for you and Kirby, Brady. She's legal. <laughs> <laughs> she wants it. <laughs> uh, colorful world of gameplay of Don't Go-Go say she Pogo wants it after Girl. I say no, she's legal. I know. She's legal. And she wants it. Uh, it's a little bit uh, cross between uh, Super Mario Brothers, maybe a little Legend of Zelda. It's the same kind this of... This is uh, Girl Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, there you go. That it's too. the exact same everything. Yep. So, go, go, pogo girl. I mean, the background's the same. Why did they replace Sonic with some girl? Is this some it's woke a, uh, MSNBC thing I've got to well, deal with? it is with? not uh, put Diversity out program? Sega, so. It's the Satanic, w- like Sam Smith. It's the WNBA of Sonic the Hedgehog. We need a little background on go, go. This is the that same is. exact wow, game. Well, that's stupid. Same sounds and everything. Yeah. Oh, is she going to charge Oh, look, she's got to fight the thing she's at the end. She's going to charge up now, yeah. Well, no, she got to fight that thing and then yep. bounce off the top of it and then it runs away. This is the same game. <laughs> Next. Go Go Pogo Next. is a complete robbery Next. of Sonic who built that franchise. All right, I've been hearing. I got to go to Paramore on Thursday. I hadn't even thought about <laughs> Kirby taking somebody else. We'll be playing Pogo Go Go. Go Go Pogo. <laughs> so did she ask you, do you want to go to Paramore with me? Okay. Yeah, she wanted to go. But she wanted to go. But did you just hone in on this or was she asking and then you buy tickets and she's like, oh, I got to go with you? Because that's how I'd have been with my dad. If I'm like, hey, dad, I want to go see Paramore, which I've never said. He's like, I got two tickets. No, I I always knew you were a twink. (laughs) I don't want to see what kind of twink you take. You're going with your old man. (laughs) I thought it was on a weekend. I thought it was Friday or Saturday, but it ended up being on Thursday, which is all right. I said I'd go with her. Sure. 
Brady's going to be out late. But did she too. ask you to go? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. The daddy I want you to go to the game with or the concert with. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes she'll say, do you want to go to the, I mean, the one concert. She's like, do you want to go? Right. And can I ask a friend? And then you're like, just take your friend. That way you don't have to sit through Paramore as an aging. No, you are taking two. Well, if uh, the friend's parents would drive, that'd be great. And you wouldn't have to go at all. Yeah. So you're basically putting it on. If I'm the- driving so there. So hold on. I'm there staying. is a friend going. No. Oh. Oh. I missed that. Too. Yeah, oh, I said that was a. That was a possibility if a friend yeah. were to go. Oh. oh. So what you're saying is, I bought the tickets. You ask a friend, and then their parents have to take. Yeah. I see what you're getting. So you're totally even out of the whole deal. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'll buy the tickets, but whoever friend you choose, their parents have to drive you. That's gonna be a mess down there. That's all I got. Thursday night. Yeah, in the middle of the NFL experience. That's right. (laughs) Oops. I can't wait to see your rage. I still have it. This inner boiling that's going on. I still have a day or two to talk around. When dude hits you You bought the tickets. $50 parking. Because that's minimum right now. Oh, there's a heat. No. Oh, you're going to blow your juke out. Go to Tim and ride the light rail. Yamaka is going to shoot out of his skull. American? <laughs> Go to a park and ride, ride the light rail. Let me tell you something, Hots. <laughs> I'm not throwing 50 bones your way to put my vehicle in one place. Get out! Kirby, the show is canceled. Hurry the F up! Oh, <laughs> and it's going to take you an hour to fight through that mess because they got it all closed up. Move He's, it, Slap The light rail is a good idea. You and Kirby's. Slap into that light rail and cram Oh, it's not. Nice. That light rail's a good thing. Oh, that's beneath What's wrong with light rail's beneath way beneath me. It's not a city bus. It's not a city bus. The light wow. rail's okay. It is actually better, especially when there's stuff going on. Brady, the light rail's okay for like one-offs. If you're using it every day. Plus, right. it's really good this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're paying a lot of attention to it this week. Crowded, sweaty people. <laughs> Everything you dream of. Oh, right, this, That's this, it. We're not going. This inner boiling is huge. This is the huge release this week on Friday. I've been hearing about this for a few weeks now. Hogwarts Legacy. The okay. big one coming out on all platforms. Like, there's no other releases this week or next because everybody's going to be playing this. Apparently. You think? Fitz is talking about it, and if Fitz talks about a game, yeah, he's all he, over Yeah, he's usually cutting I'm edge on the new games. I'm on your first day. Can't believe I'm here. Is it Harry Potter or is it just new people? Professor Weasley has asked that nope, your professor give you instruction outside of the yeah, ordinary Yeah, so it's, it's the J.K. Rowling world and all that right. made into a video game. You have much A huge fear. open world video game. You have the benefit of an exceptionally skilled team of witches and wizards to... God, I just I never understood it. All right, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. All right. Uh, on HBO, a new documentary called All That Breathe. It's uh, Oscar-nominated Oscar nominated film, An Exploration of Humankind's Connection to Wildlife and Climate Change. Oh, boy. Premieres tonight. When I was in the first place, I was in the first So it's in Greta Thunberg's language. Oh, it's Swedish? I think this part is. That's not Swedish. R rolling in that. Whoa. Eagle. Worse than my Instagram. <laughs> it is, so far, it is. He's not. Holy wrong. cow! Well, how yeah. self-aware yeah, that was, are you? That right was now? the most self-aware he's ever been. Inner boiling Brady's starting to recognize the garbage. Boss KUPD, yeah. check it out. Yeah. All right. If uh, you want to live. Stolen youth inside the cult at Sarah Lawrence. This is, uh, I believe, ble- uh, premiering on Hulu. This is about that dude, that father, 
that kept that captive uh, his daughter daughter in, in the dorms at Sarah Lawrence oh. and abused it feels him. feels like its own little world. I don't know that I know much about this. We're trying to attract the kind of students who were outcasts in high school. We were all really open to possibilities. Talia, who lived in the house, said, hey guys, this is my dad. He just looked like a dad. He moved into the dorm. Oh, and then he like kind of hypnotized them all and stuff. Farmed him out. Is this what Brady's going to do? When, uh, what won't be the sex work part? This is a great idea. When Kirby goes to college, I have a feeling Brady's going to live in the dorm. <laughs> I'll live here too. Yeah. I didn't ask that, but okay. I don't want to live in a dorm. I want a house. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be with others, baby. I would like uh, you to buy me a home, daddy. Yeah, how could you live without a home? Okay. On Prime Video, somebody I used to know. Daddy, I want an airplane. All right. We're going to sell the house, Ronnie. The synopsis of this is whatever happened to the one that got away. I don't know if it's rom-com John. or what. Oh, my God. What are you doing here? You know, I'm just visiting my old haunts on the off chance I might run into an ex from 10 years ago. How many have you run into so far? Reconnecting with an ex? Yeah. Until you discover the very reason you guys weren't together. Age-old plotline. Herpes. All those years ago. Herpes. Kind of Usually. Remember that? <laughs> Remember those days? Maybe I made the wrong decision. Directed by Dave Franco. Yeah, he nailed her again, and then he's going to yep. give her the same line he gave her before. Yep. Uh, a Million Little Things, the final season. John, I know you've been on pins and needles since the uh, cliffhanger. I don't know what this is. It's a, been going on forever. Lisa watches this show. It's about this, this dude with a bunch of friends committed suicide. The guy that kills himself. The most depressing premise ever. Oh, it's the whole show is a Band of dads. Band of dads. You are amazing. Uh, I, I, I can't tolerate that much acting. It is, it is way over You are amazing. And my friend is dead. All right, how about this on Nat Geo? Black travel across America. Oh, I saw the preview for this. It looks like amazing. The, it's the Green Book. Green Book. Yeah. More than a travel guide, the Green Book marked yeah. a safe path from state to state. That made a huge difference for families. Discover the legacy. It's, it's pretty incredible. Like the places that were safe to eat and like dodging stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Green Book is an amazing American history story that not many people really want to acknowledge or know about. Right. Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher are back on Netflix in a rom-com, Your Place or Mine. Just skip this. 20 years of friendship. Can you believe it? How do you still speak to me? Do you remember the first night we met? Never stops being weird. So weird. <laughs> All right, enough. <laughs> rom-com. All right, how about this one? Harley Quinn, a very problematic Valentine's Day special on HBO Max. So okay, I careful. See it. You I see, see it? it? Okay. Yeah. All right. I get that. Gushiest, mushiest, most romantic day of the year, but for 24 hours. So it's, a, it's an adult DC cartoon on HBO Max, and uh, she goes on a date with Poison Ivy. Okay, if I'm not watching Margot Robbie right. as Harley Quinn, right. she's never once been entertaining to me anyway. So why would I watch Margot Robbie no, or Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn. <laughs> I got so bored with Harley Quinn, I stopped wanting to see Margot Robbie's ass. Right. Oh, whoa, yeah, yeah. whoa, You whoa, didn't watch whoa. the movie. You don't no, know. I if didn't, you watch the first... Uh, and then the movie, the Birds of Suicide Prey, Squad. Harley Quinn. Yeah. If whoa. you watch 10 Suicide minutes of it, Suicide Squad like, was okay, but the second one was awful. Well, the one they made just specifically about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible. Oh, that so was... bad, you stop wanting to watch... 10 minutes into Margot it. Margot Robbie ah, do stuff. Stop. Got I know. Got I know. Harley Quinn. 
Worst, Gotti or Harlequin? Gotti's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Still, there's no close second. (laughs) It's a zero out of zero. I mean, it's terrible. Gotti was terrible. Sandler movies are better than Gotti. Whoa, that's a huge admission. They're just more precisely made. (laughs) Gotti was terrible. But yeah, this uh, watching Margot Robbie being bored with Margot Robbie visually is so hard to do, and they do it in they do it in ten or fifteen minutes. Ow. Yeah. So I don't want to watch Harley Quinn if it's not her. I can't imagine how bored I'd be without it. Anyway, well, there you go. Those are your hot releases. Go get yourself some of those Casey burnt ends. Uh, the Philly cheesesteaks done properly, mainly because you're not in Philadelphia. That's the best part of that cheesesteak. EricFamilyBBQ.com. That's where you go. It's 946. There goes the hot releases. Stone Temple Pilots right there. Interstate love song as we're uh, <laughs> cruising through this glorious Tuesday and uh, just about ready to be all done here. Before we do that, it's time for the entertainment drill. And it's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of Tactical Black Self-Defense Systems. If you are a person who is wanting to defend yourself from the crazy stuff that goes on every single day in this world, well, then darn it all. That's the place to go. Well, Brady's driving. <laughs> Brady's driving. You never know. Brady got into that last night. Yeah. Got into road rage last night. What happens if that guy gets out, starts making his moves? He's got a weapon. He's got something. Brady's put himself in this terrible situation. Brady, what one thing could you have done to make it all go away? De-escalate the situation. Not get involved in the first place. Just let the guy be crazy around you. Don't add to it by being crazy yourself. That's what de-escalation is. Sometimes people around you piss you off to the point where you feel like, all right, I got to match this crazy. But you don't. You really don't. And you had your family in the car and everything else. You could have killed everyone. And I understand why. You're going through an awful lot. Girls basketball, you got a Paramore concert to look forward to. Every week. I think I'd want to run my car into a crazy person, too. But you can't. you just got to be a little bit more stable than that. It's not easy, but uh, you learn a couple little subtle tricks there to make sure that's the case. Sometimes you can't de-escalate. Sometimes it's coming at you, and you better know what to do, and that's what they teach you. They've got the uh, female uh, self-defense course that's coming up here April 21st. A couple slots left. I talked to Jay and Josh and uh, Tony and the gang yesterday, and they said we do have a couple slots left, although that thing's just about sold out. The gun safety course that they're doing April 28th, that seminar uh, still has some openings for you, and you can check it out at reactdefense.com, figure out how to get your CCW straight with that, uh, learn a lot of things. And again, if you're a person who carries and you're thinking, well, I don't need any of that, why not? Maybe you'll learn something you didn't know. It's not for you to go grade. It's for you to go, yeah, like you did. You I went did. with me for one hour, and you're yeah. like, oh, geez, that's three things I should be doing differently. And you were pretty confident with mm-hmm. how you were handling yeah. things. There's nothing wrong with having a little more knowledge if you're going to carry a weapon, especially that gun retention thing. Because oh, yeah. I didn't know that's like an FBI stat that a lot of people that carry have that gun used against them. And getting it away from somebody when they don't expect it. It's not as hard as you think. All sorts of drills where you got it holstered up and somebody tries to get it out of there with you. Or they tackle you and you don't expect it. Now you're in a fight and you got to protect the gun and yourself. Um, it's amazing. And they put you through the ringer on that. You go through it and you're like, wow, that is definitely healthy knowledge I can carry with me if I'm going to carry a gun. So CCW license available through that course as well. Check it all out, reactdefense.com. That's where you go. And then you'll be on your way to being part of Tactical Black Self-Defense. Brady? Entertain. A poll asked people... Um, if they have a positive or negative opinion on various celebrities, and the most highly regarded celebrities were Paul Rudd, Tom Hanks, not on, not there? in the top ten. No, Tom kidding. Hanks was five. Okay, sorry. Uh, uh, Paul Rudd was not in there. Celebrities we all love: The Rock, 
Oh, not in there. Not wow. on there. Wow, that's shocking. Well, who's on it? Uh, Harry Styles and Martha oh. Stewart. Tied at 10. They both got 74% positive. Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift. Ugh. Miley Cyrus. Nicole Kidman, Taylor 80% Swift. positive. You know, I have trouble sleeping. I just think of Taylor Swift, and I go right out. <laughs> Adam Sandler, 82% oh. positive. Then there's Tom Hanks and Lady Gaga. Uh, wow, they asked a bunch of people I don't get along with. Chris Evans, George Clooney, got 90%. I like Clooney. Number four was Blake Lively. He's married to Ryan Reynolds. She got 91%. Ryan Reynolds, number three, at 92%. Dolly Parton, 95% positive. And who beat out Dolly Parton at number one? It's a tie. Danny DeVito and Keanu Reeves. Okay. This was just a joke thing. They asked 12 people, got a few answers, and just made a list. Nobody thinks of Danny DeVito first. For most trustworthy and pleasant celebrity, Louis De Palma from yeah. uh, Taxi. Who'd, who'd Come on, Louis. Throw Mama <laughs> from the Train guy. Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and Keanu Reeves tied for number one. That's a joke study. They should have thrown that out. Most that is- negative, the top five: James Corden, Kylie Jenner, Ellen DeGeneres, and Adam Levine tied for th- third. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, for oh, second. Oh, it's one of Mark those. Zuckerberg was first. It's rich and pretty people are ugly. And uh, Danny DeVito's number one on the other side. I get it. Selma yeah. Hayek said she was typecast earlier in her career as sexy. I don't know. Yeah. What Gee, no. How no, in the world no. did that happen? All she wanted was to be in a comedy. Didn't happen until she met Adam Sandler. That's right. And she still hasn't done a comedy. <laughs> she was in Adam Sandler movies, but comedies for me, one requirement is they're funny. So far, she's over with those. Yellowstone is ending this summer. She's in Puss in Boots, even though it's not her. Those are hilarious. Kevin Costner uh, is catching some heat from his wife because he's been spending so much time at Yellowstone, and he's kind of done with it. So he says, let's end it. They are going to do a spinoff with Matthew McConaughey. What wife is okay with her husband going public with, my wife is just ear-beating me. I've got to quit this popular show you guys love so much. Like, what wife is all right with being that? Kevin Costner really threw A husband a, that agrees with... No. wife that I've been away for a long time. She's still not happy with the way he delivered that. No, Nobody's like, yeah, my wife's really... She's all over me, so I got to quit. No wife wants to be the reason a guy left. It's one. It's one of the reasons. The other reason is he's... Right, you don't bring it up. He's got his Western that he's filming Horizon, right. and he's been spending a lot of time with that and Yellowstone. He has to say it. Not my wife's been pretty up my ass about this, so I got to leave Be Yellowstone. a man. Be a man and say, you know what? I haven't seen the family in a long time. It's on. It's, I got to get back home. Even if it's what a lie, see, act like one, a man. Act she's like a man. Exactly. Huh? I think she was the one. That's that what I'm up. saying. What kind of shrew is that that fires that off to a group of people that love the show, love him? And then he goes, yeah, I got to quit, guys. It's like your friend getting a call on the golf course on the 15th hole. You better get home the next hour. So guys, got to go. Got to go. I don't know if you mentioned Pathetic. this or not, but Questlove revealed that Will, Will Smith was supposed to make a surprise appearance during the Grammys hip hop yeah. celebration. But they started filming Bad Boys 4. That's why? And he couldn't make it. Good. Would have been interesting. He shouldn't do award shows for a while. He's not allowed at one of them. I think that's kind of what he's going for. He might have. He's yeah, like, he you, know, you know, I'm filming. They might have invited him. He's like, oh, I'm busy. Lincoln Park's releasing a new song on Friday called Lost. It's an outtake from their 2003 album. 
Meteora. Oh, so they just patched up some old tape. Chester's in it. Yeah. That's no other reason to listen to it. Yeah, there's those moments where now, and then it'll be the, like I always make the joke, it's like eventually they'll get desperate and you'll hear a Chester Bennington, leave your name at the beep. They find old tapes of like, you know, his answering machine and they make songs out of it. It's like the old VHS tapes they used to put the director's cut and yeah. the, the deleted scenes. It's like, what? it's a good thing those yeah. weren't in the movie. They <laughs> that would have ruined it. Yeah. You'll laugh at this kiss manager. Uh, I had to explain people because they're accusing Paul Stanley of lip syncing in the concert. So no, he's not lip syncing. He's singing along with uh, backing tracks. Yeah. He goes, so he is actually singing. Oh, I prefer that. Last thing I want to hear is raw kiss. Yuck. Play the album. Dance around. Let your 80-year-old bodies looking like mimes run up and down the thing with your foam monster outfits. Well, that might be the worst concert I've ever been to. It's a top fiver. Terrible. Terrible. And Paul Stanley couldn't sing a note that night, so I'd have preferred backing vocals. He was kind of sick or something. I got my hat trick in. Didn't even take the time to change the graphic in the beginning of the concert as the satellite dish honed in down onto Phoenix to the KISS spaceship was landing at jobbing.com arena which it hasn't been called for 10 years like you guys didn't even change the graphic from the last kiss show that i didn't want to see well we were talking to terrible they didn't want to spend the great gas yesterday it's true kiss modified the s's when they played in germany yeah because it was uh, it looks like the blitzkrieg anyway what are you gonna do all right let's get the hell out of here shall we the lovely and beautiful Larry McFeely's coming up in just moments. I think he's got Chili Peppers uh, tickets for you. I think I heard that. We've got those, too. Yeah. So we're going to hand those out to, uh, later in the week as it uh, progresses. Easy give enough. Give it away. Give it away Again, now. if you don't have to be downtown, don't. Brady, Paramore. Let's go to Paramore. Let's go to Paramore with your daughter who you can't say no to. Fired up for it. Oof. She better bring said the 50 no for man parking. Ever. Oh, uh, by the way, I got, <laughs> I got an email that said... Uh, my daughter's going with her friend, and he's flying in from Pennsylvania. And I said, would they mind taking Kirby to Paramore? Got room for one more? And uh, she says, I don't see why not. There you go. All right. You're out. You got a free driver. They're paying for parking. Kirby probably has to buy a couple of soda pops for these two. Do it, Brandon. Woman arrange this. But then Kirby would be without me for the night. <laughs> Do it. Oh, that could work out. All right. We'll set that up. Good people too. I know this. I know this person. They're willing to take the whole Paramore burden off your hands. <laughs> Could you actually look Kirby in the eye and go, "Daddy doesn't really want to go"? Yeah. No, you couldn't. You're looking at me with a lie face. No, like. And she'd cry. If and- we were playing poker right now and I just pushed all my chips, that guy's lying. There's no way. That's the biggest tell I've ever seen. You could look her in the eye and go, "Daddy doesn't want to go to Paramore at all." Find someone else to go with. Yeah. Yeah, I got someone for you, you believe to go. it? No. no. Do you he's believe saying that now that? because we're here. Yeah. Yeah, because he's talking to men. No, I don't want to go. <laughs> no, no, no. Could you, could you don't, well, don't want to go? Not really. No, because you Brady, if you kind listen to of, the tape of yourself and you're like, that's me Thursday, Kirby. Like, it wasn't like an excited, I can't wait to go see Paramore. Could you look her in the eyes and say, Daddy doesn't want to go see Paramore? Find someone else to go with. That's no. a no. <laughs> Just the idea eats him alive. But then Kirby would hear a negative from Pop Pop. <laughs> oh, I can't make her a cutter. It's kind of dad I am. I'll cut myself too. Yeah. Danger, Daddy. 
He's going to be at the table next to her first date. <laughs> we got a hoop game that day, that yeah. afternoon, and Paramore. You got to watch girls basketball and Paramore in the same day? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, it's been nice knowing you. We'll have Ozzy in here Friday. <laughs> He's healthier than you would be. Uh, that's it. Larry's next. You guys have yourselves a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on the Morning Sickness. So long. Until later. Bye. Forever. Friends. And remember, everybody, always keep a nice big smile on your face.